Hi, everybody. We are getting ready for tonight's podcast. We have a lot to talk about today. Yes. <clears throat> Load I up. think we are ready for this. Hopefully, I'll be able to see you. That's the plan. Um, well, I can see you on Twitch. Our goal today uh, is to try this new <laughs> format. I'm seeing you, Far Isle. You're down there. And uh, so, Taxi, you're on your way back because uh, we'll take off from the other side. We are doing this uh, little... So we are doing a group flight at the same time, which is going to be a lot of fun. And this yeah. one's going to be, for me, in an Icon A5. So we're going to do approximately 100 knots, probably 120 max, because this little beauty doesn't go much further than that. For today, we're going to be flying in this, this way. We're also going to be having um, some topics which for us will include uh, a lot of things about add-ons this time. We'll be having a talk on more details. There's some interesting little things that we will uh, mention about add-ons. Um, yep. As they're developing, we're now seeing the development go through, which is very interesting. Um, and just the marketplace competition, uh, as well as the, the investments, what is Microsoft's position, uh, freeware, as well as payware. So this will yeah. be an interesting one. It will be. A lot of potential to talk about. A lot of yeah. good stuff coming out and uh, good signs. Yeah. Updates. Lots of stuff to talk about. Exactly. So if you guys want, you can actually join us. So we're going to be doing a flight. Uh, if you go into the event text, you'll be able to see um, the links. So you can download the flight plan yourself. And you can fly with us if you want. Um, at the same time, we are recording a podcast that's going to be posted on all the major platforms. I also want to say hello to everyone who's listening through the podcast. I know there is uh, quite a few hundred of you that are listening every week. So uh, thank you for uh, for being Your loyal. Support. Exactly. Farayol, are you in an Icon A5 yeah. as well? I'm in an Icon A5. It just spawned me at the other end. Y'all are ahead of me. So... <laughs> Always a little surprise for me, you know, it's like got to catch me off guard. So let me see if I can taxi my way down there. So uh, the beginning is, uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll go over the flight plan that we're going to do today. And then uh, we are in the Hawaiian Islands right now, and we're essentially going from the north to the south. So we're currently at the Miliani uh, Island at Dylan Graham Airport. So that's on the north side of the island. And we will be doing a big hop from this island and we will be going through the uh, four islands all the way south um, to Maui and then finally uh, to Hawaii the main island and then we'll be landing at uh, Kona International what's amazing about this one is that we oh, will dear. actually be landing sometimes on water or on land depending on which one you want we can have a bit of fun with both that's why we have the Icon A5 well, I'm having a little bit of an issue. My keyboard is not responding to my commands. So this is not going to be pretty. Ouch. And it's just doing whatever it wants. So let's see if I can come out and go back and see what's going on. Yeah, the keyboard has no uh Try no reaction. and replugging. That might help. It's wireless, actually. So let me... Uh... It's such a beautiful aircraft, to be honest. The A5. It is. I love it. So we're versatile and, and fun and yep. just exactly. wish I could have one in real life. 
easy, easy to fly. I know they call it the the rich boys, uh, you know, all those names they give it. But um, you know, it, it looks like a lot of fun. And I mean, at first it was going to be what 150 grand, I think it was. And then of course, when all the excitement and the the hype and everything built up, it's like 360 thousand now. But uh, it's all good. Hit the lottery. Win yeah. one. You only need, I think, 20 hours to a sport license in the U.S. I think it's 20 hours, and it falls under that category, so it's not quite as taxing as the uh, private pilot's license. And just scrounge up a spare 360,000 quid, and off you go. So if you guys want to join, feel free. It's the the flight plan is the new event text, and then we'll get moving. I kind of oh, missed yeah, that little thing from FSX where you could press Shift P. And anywhere around the world, if you were on the ground and you were at a slow speed, you could push back, and that would help you um, yeah. anywhere. You know, you didn't need to contact ground and True. hopefully have someone, because it's not everywhere. There's some people that got stuck uh, trying to do pushbacks, um, kind of like where I am right now, and they cannot because there's just no pushback, even though, well, for no. me, it's visible there person's waiting but it's like i can't get out of the cockpit and tell them i want to push back so <laughs> one of fire kittens videos she did uh in uh on youtube and i and the guy just wouldn't move and she's like oh you know just cut up the uh pushback man chopped them into pieces there but there okay so far it looks like it may bring me back and let me see what server it's going to put me in Okay, so so yep. far so good. So we're in Let's the East USA server button. right now. Yep. And we got all players, live See. traffic, live weather. Is that how we're going? Um, I did not turn on traffic for me, but I'm on live okay. uh, weather right now. So Very good. Very good. Let Let's me make sure moving. I don't have excess ones. Well, I also am using my uh, Dell and Clip head tracker for the first flight. Yeah. I got a couple of axes aren't cooperating, but I can see left and right. Actually, That's explain what it me. is. Explain what it uh, is Clip people. is is a um, it's made in the UK and it's like a track IR. My clip attaches uh, onto the side of my um, headset with a little Velcro, couple Velcro patches, and it works like track IR. You turn your head left and right. The um, the view turns with you. Uh, if you have all the axes done correctly, which I'm still working on those. Sometimes they come on, sometimes they don't. It uses open track in order to set all that up. So you can look up and down, you can lean forward and it zooms in. Again, you can look left, right, sort of left down, right down. So this way you don't have to mess with your um, keyboard shortcuts for view. And, uh, or if you have a yoke, I have the hat switch on there. I don't have to, I don't have to deal with it. So that part's very nice. Um, just, it's, it's a little bit of a, a couple things I have to get used to in order to um, make it keep my axes. Like I said, right now it's left and right. It's doing great. I can just use the uh, hat switch in order to look down at the gauges or something if I need to. Yeah. But otherwise, it's great. And it was only, well, I think if you're in the UK, I think it's only, what, 35 pounds or something. Mine is wireless. So um, it lasts about eight hours on a charge. does very well. Um, I think it might be 59 pounds for the wireless. But it's sturdy. Plastic is very strong. It's not flimsy. It's not... Like, if I dropped it, it's going to break in one instant. So that's D-E-L-A-N clip. So it is essentially a track IR alternative that is far cheaper. That, that way cheaper, like like a third of the cost. And it's 
working well. If you want, you can taxi a little bit to the to the threshold or not. Um, ah, yeah. I just don't want to be in your way, so. No. Because. Yeah, last time I was desperately doing the control period to try to release the parking brake, and it was like, nah. So let's see if it'll if it'll let me go a little bit here. Yeah, just trying to move a little slow. I don't really know how much uh, I've got going on there. So if you want to go, Cookie. By yeah. all means, I'll follow. Okay. Uh, you guys can all join me on the runway if you want. Yep. Okay. When, whenever you're ready. Well, let's go. Throttle up, boys, and here we go. And we're going to be going over some mountains. So why did we decide to go Hawaiian this time? Do you have a clue for well, Uh It's beautiful, and it's an island. And uh, <laughs> you know I love islands. So you're being kind, but I'm sure there's another reason. Well, of course, yeah. First of all, because your name, a Far Isle Pilot, it makes go. total sense because that's what you love doing. So yep. I had to have at least an island somewhere. Um, but it's also because I wanted to kind of show, we could say, you know, the 100% of what an Icon A5 can do. Um, this plane, uh, well, you know, it can land on water or uh, on the ground, but it's actually good enough to fly and and climb quickly and <clears> i am we can say a bit influenced by the community flying that we did uh three four hours ago with the community on twitch on the main channel and uh that was a lot of fun we weren't to the italian alps we were all flying icon a5s and we we're able to Certainly do some beautiful uh, flight yeah, exactly. So you know what? I'm going to go in here on land. If you guys want, you can go on the other side, but uh, uh, through the, the sea. But we'll be trying our, our little flight plan here. So we're going to start by going south. Um, but that's what I love about it. It's You can also go through and have fun with the terrain. And because the Icon A5 is pretty decent at climbing and speeds, it was a lot of fun, not only in the Alps, but also in here because there's... Those are volcanoes, right? Hawaii is just uh, a chain of volcanoes. <clears throat> so that's going to be very interesting yeah. to see, you know. Very nice trip. Oh, yeah. So that's Visually the Visually to see how they render. I remember even in the old versions of Flight Simulator, I would always fly in Hawaii in the FS-98. Yeah. I've said it I've said before because they had this one really, well, I stumbled into it. On one of the islands, the the airport was just dead ahead. So I was like, wow, this is awesome. I actually can. <laughs> it was the first time I ever managed to land in Flight Simulator. So it was really cool. Hmm. And then I liked the way it looked, the, you know, the greenery. And as a little kid, I always wanted to, always wanted to go to Hawaii and Alaska. I got to one of them so far. Yeah, I haven't that's... got to the second one. I have yet to enjoy that myself. Uh, yeah, that is something I want to do at some point. I can't see you. Oh, you're all small in the distance right there. Yeah, I'm, hey, I'm coming up. Right there. Not so small. I can see you dead ahead of me. Yeah. With everybody. So that's the beauty of things. Right now we're going over, what is this called? Uh, it's called the Kualokala uh, Forest Reserve. And uh, yeah, these, these mountain ranges can, uh, can go up to uh, 1,200 meters. So... Uh, this thing is amazing how you can just have a kilometer high when you're right next to the sea or in this case the ocean oh yeah for sure so we will enjoy that 
Um, at the same time, I believe it's time for us to, uh, to actually start with a fun topic. Um, and this one will be because why not? We are, I mean, we're looking at beautiful scenery. So I thought, why not incorporate a bit of fun? Um, so some of you, if you follow Aerosoft, you might be uh, aware of the production quality and uh, how quick they're able to come out with add-ons. Um, and amazingly enough, there's already one freeware airport that Aerosoft released. Um, at their next sim event, they, I think they mentioned it there. Um, it is their latest airport called Patternborn uh, Lipstadt Airport. Uh, I probably botched that pronunciation. <laughs> but it is the first airport that is uh, not only just released on Aerosoft, but that is now finally on the uh, marketplace in the simulator itself. And what this means is we will now be able to have uh, just freewares as well in the marketplace. So we can have this confirmed. Um, it's not just paywares that we're going to have in the marketplace. Right. Um, and it's really nice because that's uh, that thing first showed up on uh, when you load in the simulator, you have your menu and bottom right, you have this little uh, square that shows, you know, the news um, and uh, a thank you slash feedback little thing. And they added there the free airport thing. So they also put a little announcement, which I think is uh, a great initiative. I was um, hoping they would do that. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of speculation that they wouldn't include any freeware in the marketplace and we were wondering would they include the freeware maybe if not an endorsement maybe a quality check and then if it ended up on the uh, marketplace we knew that it was of a certain you know a certain level that we could uh appreciate and so i think it's a great sign that it's on there i think too yeah um and not only that you know it's, it's just the fact that we're getting freeware scenery so quick and uh yeah. And we can say this is almost payware quality in the sense because Aerosoft uh, does a lot of, of payware products. Hence why I'm highlighting this compared to um, a lot of other add-ons that were more fixes for certain things uh, like uh, landscape or buildings, <clears throat> uh, Stonehenge, you know, all those little things that add up uh, when you see and it's like, oh, okay, that's not really good. Uh, so at yeah. least they've been working on that a lot. Yeah. Um, Matterhorn. Yep, yep, I saw one too. for the Matterhorn, and yeah, and um, once you figure out where your community folder is, it does seem like uh, it's super easy to add. It's nothing like it used to be, where sometimes you had to dump certain files in certain folders. And so far, I haven't seen one that's anything other than extract to the community folder, and that's it. So yep, and it's actually, been nice and easy. I I want to point this out because. As we're going through with people exploring the SDK and the development, we are starting to see what we can actually do with the simulator. And we finally figured out a way to make liveries a lot easier now. Um, because yeah. in the last little patch, there's been other things that have not necessarily been in the patch notes, but that seem to have changed um, in the simulator. And careful, there's a bit of turbulence over the mountains. Um, okay. Now we have the livery mega pack uh, that is now released, where it's just a click and drag. You put everything yeah. in your community folder, and that's it. Um, and this mega pack includes all deliveries for every single aircraft in the simulator, including uh, the deluxe and premium deluxe. That's the kind of thing we're now we're getting into. People finally are getting familiar with 
the the scenery with liveries with add-ons and i think now we we're at the point where we can say i understand the structure now i can really start development so all the yeah. freeware um developers are now probably getting comfortable with the interface and the way and the logic things works because to be honest with you it's it's a bit specific because each add-on has we'd call it a file system and you can reference different files in there that's how they're doing it and then on top they also allow um a drm solution so it's quite cool if you want to have your your add-ons protected as well um you now have digital right protection and management so they, they've done a lot of work on it uh and that's the kind of stuff right the the the, the mega pack is now quickly than ever installed uh, and i think that's due to that fix that we had um but that was last fix right now we have a new fix um because we had the development update uh that got posted maybe about half an hour ago so that gave us a bit of time to look over it and it's announcing patch number two and that's a big yeah. patch yeah that's a big one a lot of details in there there's a lot to try to decipher and see what it means I like how they left the the world one is the very last one just to say, oh yeah, by the way, a world update. So you got uh, the systems updates, uh, some of the you know issues they've had with the airliners, um, a lot of stuff all listed in a row. And I was looking, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to do anything with the world and what they are. And they just kind of put that at the bottom. So it's I'm curious uh, what it's going to entail. You know, some people are hearkening for the bridges and. And like you said, there's some maybe landmarks and other things that aren't necessarily in it now, but we do have people adding them, you know, putting those on line for us. And uh, I just wonder if there will be an update that maybe could be like a mega update, sort of like the mega pack, but will they, will Microsoft kind of approach and say, you know what, we'd like to basically make this part of the uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator universe to where they're going to add it on their end, alleviating the need for us to have it on our SSDs because it's been approved, they get permission, whatever, and they just basically kind of add it to the SIM. I wonder if that would be a possibility. What do you think? Oh, yeah, that would totally be. This is a beautiful little place here. Yeah. You can see all those uh, crops and, and the ground that is very red. It is beautiful. I have to say, Very. yeah, it looks great. To now, to remember yeah. to remember Flight Simulator '98, and oh. that uh, yeah, it's, I'm looking at it like good. If I I so wish I would have, you know, snagged a a screenshot of it to have it. Just it's just unbelievable. I think oh, it's yeah. Lanai. It's one of the one of the islands out. I hope I'm saying it right. I can't remember. Um, it has a little lighthouse. That little lighthouse is what helped guide me. I wanted to go out and see it, so I took off. I made a right at the lighthouse and just followed the coastline. And the runway was directly in front of me. I basically killed the engines and just touched down. So Hawaii, I said, it has the fond memories, and I'm just picturing what it looked like, kind of gray and splotchy, and this is just... I can't imagine this that I'm seeing now, even way back then, that it would ever have been a possibility. Yeah. That's the that's the crazy part. Uh, we've sure. done so much stuff, and I, I want to be clear about one thing because uh, people might be thinking that the past patch was uh, 
we could say what um, was very fixing bugs that only certain people had. Um, the upcoming patch is going to be major in the sense that is not looking at fixing things that were installation based, but now we're finally looking at systems. So we're looking mostly at not only performance improvements because those are very important, mm -hmm. uh, especially for uh, computers. But uh, so the update is not only bringing performance, so computer and all that stuff, but also they're starting to fix the ATC. Uh, they're going to update some user interface elements. I don't know what they are, but it seems like they're going to finally post a full patch notes with uh, the release of the patch. Um, some updates to the aerodynamics, which we've seen since the beginning of the beta and alpha, how it's been very regular, how they've been updating that. Uh, but they're also yeah. taking care of some of the cockpits, the general aviation uh, planes, like avionics and systems. Um, so they're fixing a lot of those things. Live weather especially will be fixed. Uh, so finally, if you're just always on a clear sky or wind yeah. 225 at 3 knots, that will finally be fixed. Um, they're also upgrading their multiplayer server. So a few things like, uh, and hopefully that's going to be one of the things fixed. Uh, but when you're both logged in on the same thing, same server, and it's not, well, you don't see the other person or when you're sending invites and it's not working. So I uh, hopefully yeah. these will be fixed. They're also adding things to the content manager, uh, accessibility, localization, camera, uh, also fixing the missions for like the, the, bush, uh, the bush trip updates, for example. Uh, so their completion trigger uh, and those things are fixed, as well as adding some more updates to the world like that was released last yeah. week in the development update. So that was yeah, actually a lot of fun. A lot, yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun coming up as well. Uh, so I'm very excited well, for this. It's the first big major patch. I mean, the last one, of course, was very important because it involved, you know, the installation and, you know, people just basically trying to get going who are stuck at certain load screens or whatever, but this patch update is really important. It's the first one that's going to let us know how significant will these updates be, you know, how, how wide reaching will they be, you know, how intensive will they be? So I think it's going to be very interesting to see just what is accomplished with this, uh, with this update. Wow. I don't know if you're watching the stream, but, uh, I am. I'm being close. To, I'm very, very, very closely followed here, which is amazing. Look at that precision. See, that's one wow. thing in multiplayer that you usually don't have. It's that aspect of no jiggeriness, you know. And that's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, the the steadiness and it's clean. It's neat. It's smooth. Yep. But very. at the same time, it's not the type of smooth that's on the rails. It's it's true true flying so yeah you, you'll definitely amazing. you'll hit yeah you'll hit turbulence and i mean it's sometimes it's i know it's dumb it surprised me you're so used to the rails that i'm flying around in um washington state and out of nowhere i mean just rocking me to the left rocking me to the right i kind of lost a little bit of altitude jumped back up i was like wow what in the world i thought it was my controls or i'm like you gotta remember yeah it's not it's not great grandpa's uh flight simulator anymore so I've got to get used to the um, the world outside reacting with my plane for a change. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Like, I don't even want to move my camera because <laughs> you're seeing that blue from from the sky. You're seeing the red from the crops down there. And then you have an airport below us. 
which look at that like just and, beautiful yeah and there's people on there so and the water the way the water is approaching the shore and they put in my surf effects i'm gonna be it's gonna be really awesome yep oh man and, uh, and we have the they are working right on the water um they had said before that there were a lot of areas that they were hand touching for the water yeah it was and all that was made. an yeah an ongoing project that would um you know, make that water a little bit more blue, more transparent where they had the data coming in from Bing that they would be able to go back and, and touch up the, you know, the Caribbean. And I saw some flights in like Tahiti, Bora Bora, that area. And um, I think uh, Bora Bora was very well done. Although there's more uh, transparency data that they can add. But for the most part, it, that was very blue. Um, a lot of the places in the Bahamas, because I've flown there a couple of times, uh, very blue and tropical and, and beautiful. And then there's other areas that will, I mean, how about uh, Northwest Scotland? They have the Hebrides and no one would think that you're going to have this uh, beautiful crystal clear blue water up around um, oh, maybe the Isle of Skye or, or one of these uh, Highland Islands. And uh, yeah. But eventually they'll get there. And um, I think Berra, is another one's got really really blue water for being you know so far north and i don't know if any of the developers would have realized scotland actually has some <laughs> very beautiful blue blue beaches that you usually see in like the caribbean you don't expect them to be oh man you know, in that's the, co the, in the cold water yeah you, you suddenly you you can expect certain things only in certain places but i figured out this summer that it's different um even for me in ontario if you go to the great lakes in some places you do have um in the right conditions you can get this turquoise blue from the caribbeans um even in just lakes <laughs> yeah so uh mostly uh, i think it's a combination of of sand so the ground the water the purity of the water and the sun and all these three really make that combo um, yeah. and that's what we're seeing so hey that's the fun thing. If I can have that and myself. And the tidal, yeah, like exactly. the tidal action and stuff like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I um, <clears throat> excuse me. I've noted the with the water that I wonder if they'll start to implement with the new effects uh, version two that's going to be coming. If they yeah. will um, add a little bit of those tidal effects so you can have like uh, as we can see today now, it's probably very calm winds and everything. Mm -hmm. The waves aren't obviously very reflective but you actually can have some pretty good waves simply due to the tide the tidal forces and it would be really cool if they would add those so that you might have um still a little bit of white cap on a nice clear sunny day i'd spend a lot of time over the water so <laughs> it's important for the uh oh, yes water to look good it is i mean that's the thing especially for you 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 fly a lot of islands yeah so. and that's that's out of force of habit just because like I said, I could follow the coast. I used to lay down a paper map or an atlas, and I'd just look down and be like, okay, I'm flying up this way. And granted, I had to use about 200% imagination to pretend I was where I was, but it made it a lot easier. If I was flying over Kansas, I couldn't tell you, based on the old simulators, what part of Kansas I was really over. Um, one of the things I hope they'll add, which I guess it's a little bit of a cheat, but I did see a couple people on YouTube that have YouTube channels that were discussing it. They wanted to see the Shift Z, uh, Shift Z keyboard shortcut implemented. That when you tap it once, it shows your latitude, longitude. Yeah. Uh, I think if you tap it again, it might show your latitude, longitude, speed, 
well, and the third one core... I think will show you. Uh, yeah, it'll show well, you the FPS yeah. as well. All, yeah. all the core details, speed indicated, yeah. ground, uh, yeah. as well as yeah, your your heading, yeah. and, and a few details like that. Yeah, that well, technically they replaced this with the the main user interface that is visible in third person mode. And I know you can probably remove that. Yeah. I'm not even sure about that, but that would yeah. be good to remove. You used to be able to get rid of that when you were in the older versions of Flight Simulator. You could, um, I think it was, if I want to be right, I think it was W. If you hit W once. You were out of the cockpit with your your gauges, but if you hit it again, oh, you God. just you had a clear sky without you at all. Your plane, yeah. nothing was there, just like you were standing in front of a huge picture window, so there was nothing to block your view. Mm-hmm. Then if you hit it again, I believe it showed you the 2D cockpit, and then in later versions of Flight Simulator, when you hit it an- another time, it would then show you in your virtual cockpit. Huh. Also, what, F9, F10, F11, F12? It gave you various views, F12. Yeah, that's the thing. F9 was uh, your virtual cockpit. Virtual. F10 yeah. was your was... panel cockpit. Yeah, um, 2D. And then F11 was your outside uh, third person. <clears throat> F12 was a screenshot option from uh, Steam. So, yeah, yeah, that was that was the way back then. I kind of first, when I started flying um, with a new simulator, I was thinking a lot about, you know, oh, man, I'm missing my my 2d panels sometimes they're useful you know you could just press shift four and just have this panel instead of you know being in the cockpit and having to look up uh to get to certain things and then having to look yeah. back down right that was taking a yeah lot because of time. they had those yeah they had those little buttons for the the radio symbol the satellite symbol for the gps on the 2d remember yep Exactly. Down by the throttles and everything. Well, yeah, yeah, Shift Three was on every single plane. Your GPS. That was that was a way to yeah. do it. Now they did it differently. Now if you press Control One, Control Two, Three, and so on, they'll give you a bunch of, uh, we could say, bookmarked uh, visuals like camera views that are pointed in different directions. And all the yeah. Control One, Two, depending on the plane, but it tend to go all the way up to nine, um, or at least eight. Uh, depending on the complexity of the aircraft, of course, like the certain X-Cubs won't have all those, uh, they point you to your different instruments. And that way yeah. you can have, you know, your GPS, but also if you look more in details, you can probably find, like, uh, your parking spot, which is uh, my parking uh, brake is right there, for example, right yeah. below uh, my left foot. Uh, so that wouldn't be easy with, like, a track IR or with... Uh, I no, guess mine's actually giving me a little bit of... For whatever reason, my um, uh, I don't know which access that would be, but for right now, and it's odd, you know, what else it's doing is my my hat switch is also not giving me the views that it had before. So there might be a little tiny bit of a a conflict when using the head tracking, and if you shut that off, and then you just want to use the hat switch or whatever, because right now, like what you're doing, what you're doing on the screen, uh, for whatever reason, I'm not able to do right now, but. Thankfully, we're in the icon, so it's super easy to fly. And uh, I'm gonna slow down a I bit don't... so you can catch up. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I'm trying there. Yep. Altitude's pretty stable. I have to say, Not though, I'm bad. being followed by uh, Kellusk here. Um, hi there. And what's amazing <laughs> is he's been formation flying with me really well in the last. Uh, That's awesome. Ten, fifteen minutes at least. Uh, so GG man, you're doing a really good job. Probably got a real pilot here. <laughs> yep. 
So it reminds me, because when you were talking about, you know, the water quality and all that stuff, um, yeah. nowadays in a simulator, you can, or at least on all the existing platforms, what you could do is grab yourself a, a third-party add-on to fix the water to whatever it wanted. And a lot of right. those were based on customization, uh, which on its own is pretty darn amazing. Um, <clears throat> but now with the new simulator, we're starting to see more community-driven updates uh, to the default aircrafts and to the scenery and probably someday to the water as well. I don't know if that's even going to come up. Uh, I think it is. It I think it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be part of that, that new weather effects because they mentioned it in the, uh, they weren't specific on it, but he mentioned water because, you know, with the icon, of course, we don't have the, um, the water effect upon landing and taking off. So yeah. we don't have that, that, that wake that shows up, and that was one of the specific things that um, Jörg mentioned during that uh, that Twitch talk. Which we should be having another one of those coming up now. It's going to be a monthly event, so we'll get a little bit more information from that as well. Whenever that ends up being scheduled, look for Jane to mm -hmm. find that out, and I'm sure she'll drop it in Discord and maybe in one of the Twitch streams. But um, I would think that if no matter what. I have a feeling that we will see the community update these things until maybe one is settled upon. Because with uh, like 2004 and FSX, they had several different um, water effects in particular that uh, yeah they were dealing with, and um, and not not all of them were really good. They had a they had some yeah. trouble because water can be very intensive on on the way yep. you fly and on performance. So those yeah. two things combined, especially with um, those planes like the Icon, where you do land on water, that adds a lot of effects. And I'm actually wondering yeah. if, if that's not why they're redoing the effects engines. If, if they're not redoing this to add um, the effects that you'd have on water when you land. Do you well, think surprisingly, that could have an impact? Uh, yeah, I mean... Surprisingly, we had people mentioning Contrails as well, that it was really important to them during multiplayer when they would do these events on VATSIM and they'd have that across the pond. We'd have just, you know, hundreds of people. And um, one of the YouTubers was like, you know, it's really important that we have this kind of effect. And I, I think the water, of course, it's every bit as important. It gives you some visual feedback as well because you can see it's not just pure eye candy, just, just like the surf. Being able to see the surf, like right now, we see it as a kind of blue ripple, but it's not super distinct. And in really bad weather, when those seas are very high and if the ceiling is very low, sometimes, well, with glass cockpit and the synthetic vision, it's, it's a little bit of a different story. But if you're flying on gauges, sometimes the action of the waves through the IMC can catch your attention. So... It's not really just for eye candy that uh, people are asking for these effects. They do serve some identifying purposes when uh, when flying. So I think that um, I yeah. think they were really look. Their aim is to make it as real as possible, right? Yep. So well, I mean, the water no. right now is not so bad. They've really no, no, no. I mean, look down. Just look straight down and look at it yep. from outside. It's That's it's exactly amazing. What I'm doing. Yeah, it's just would never think that we would see this kind of of quality. And I'm so happy for once in my life I have a computer that will actually run it. 
<laughs> you know, that's the thing that I'm marveling at is having a yoke for the first time in my life and <laughs> having a computer that actually everything can be on maximum and it's not stuttering. It's not a slideshow. I'm not struggling. And so, well, that's the beauty of it. They've if, been able yeah. to increase the performance and the yep. visuals at the same time, which yeah. is a big feat already. Yep. And it's, it takes a little bit of getting used to. I have to admit, I'm, I haven't had enough hours in the sim like I would want. But also, on top of everything else, it's just, I'm like, I'm so surprised it's running so well. I mean, look at the multiplayer. Like you said, there's no skipping, at least not for me. I Hopefully, uh, we're not having that with other people. Of course, there are some issues where sometimes we can't see each other and things like that. But, you know, this update mentions these things, so I fully expect them to get fixed. But I'm oh, just yeah. so overwhelmingly happy with what I've got so far that I have complete patience with with what will be coming down the road. And like I said, once we get on the backside of this update and we really can see just what they mean by, oh, we have an, you know, an aviation systems update or we have a world update or a multiplayer server update, we're going to know after this is released just to what degree this is, you know, how serious of an update is it going to be? How much can they accomplish in, you know, in one update? And then that will give us an idea of what to look for, yep. you know, in future updates. It'll give us an idea of the progression, unless it's some problem that they're really, really stumped by, that, of course, will, you know, kind of drag on a little bit. But in the end, I, I think it's, I've been eagerly awaiting for it. That's why I've mentioned it a few times that the scope of this update is going to give us a lot more information than just the individual things that are being updated. And so uh, I'm really looking forward to that to find out just how far they can go. Because I am eager for them to get as many things obviously fixed as we can. We don't want people to be struggling. We, we want the best sim that we can have. And... By all means, I think they're going to deliver it. It's the timing, the timing, and the trouble that it's going to take. I yeah. agree with the timing because, um, just like, thanks to uh, to Simtom and uh, so totally Toby who pointed it out to me, there was this new add-on for shared cockpit, and um, yeah, well, <laughs> if add-ons are made for the simulator even though the feature is coming up that kind of tells me a bit about how microsoft might not actually be so quick as as people are expecting to the point where some are just making their add-ons straight out of the box um trying to get the feature working you know as soon as possible to help with uh with just getting a better experience and while some did it for uh you know 15 bucks or 16 bucks <laughs> Uh, to try to get a bit of money out of this at the same time. Uh, so it's a win-win situation. Um, others have now made it free as well, right? So GitHub is getting full of those little things. Um, yeah. But not just, you know, these little add-ons to add functionalities. Uh, now we're seeing all those planes also being improved. So hopefully the main patch that is coming out within the next 10 days uh, will really do uh, a little more than what we'd expect at first regarding yeah. uh, just having a few more updates. Um, yep. And things, you know, just like the A320 Neo uh, rocking back and forth 
Uh, on yeah, that's a really, moves. really important. That's super important. Yep. Um, Overcorrection, undercorrection. Yeah. These things are 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 big enough that people are making their own fixes for it. So they're they're getting through it, and we know that we kind of have to remember ourselves. Um, this is a lot of software. This is not just a basic game where the logic right. is fairly predictable, like a gun game. <laughs> this is a full yeah yeah. Simulator. This is way more. There's so many more forces that they've got to calculate, and that's that's another reason why it's so amazing that it runs as well as it does, because they've even got more information that they're feeding into the simulator than ever before. Yeah. So if anything, it was ripe to be a stutterfest. It was it was just ready to be. <laughs> it was made for that. Exactly. A major major. Uh... But um yeah, uh, getting on to the back to the performance and all of those forces that they're simulating now, the air mass and, you know, the way that... I wonder if they're going to up the wake tur turbulence. So, I would imagine that would be part of the... Actually, Jane did touch a word on that uh, not so long ago. She mentioned that it was not there, but apparently it was coming up. So it okay. is something that is probably written on somewhere. You know, it's like we need to do this and it's something that we yeah. will do, but it's just not yet. Whatever priority level it is, yeah. I think the autopilot is a really big priority well, level because fixes. they had said they put the yeah. biggest team they had mm -hmm. on this. So I'm sure that one is something they're really, really working towards. I hope they will maybe get some of the sensitivities so that we can have a, you know, a broader range so that you know, digital input from the keyboard for now, for those of us that have to use the keyboard, that that digital input can be refined a little bit so that we can have a less sensitive abrupt change to control surfaces i still have a little bit of well yeah. i have a lot of rudder uh <laughs> a lot of rudder stuff going on but that's all right because you know i try to keep everything else level and you don't have to mess with it that much but i'd like to learn how to do side slipping well something again i've watched fire kitten in several of her videos um she did a series in Alaska with FSX, and I was like, wow, you know, I need to learn how to properly do this. She could lose a lot of altitude in a very short, you know, distance, and the speed was not increasing exponentially, and her control was good. So this, it's a skill I would like to learn, which I could never do before because, like I said, I didn't have the joystick. I didn't have the yoke. And so there's so many new things with the sim not just the computer, not just the sim, that I actually have to get used to in order to uh, really become a better pilot, obviously. And uh, oh, a little bit of a learning, a steep learning curve, a little bit. Of course. And there's some techniques that people... Right, yeah, that's, that's what you're here. We're, we're learning as we fly. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is where we are actually getting to our next uh, point here. Uh, so we're going to reach waypoint three, which is uh, the the end of the island here. So that's pretty visible. But then we are going to yeah. reach um, Kalaupapa Airport. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Those, better those you are, than better you than me. <laughs> those are not easy <laughs> airport names. No, no. But uh, this is Papa Hotel Lima Uniform. Uh, so those who are interested, you can land there. It's a 2,700 feet runway. And um, unless that has been updated, uh, but uh, you can land here if you want to land uh, 
well on the pavement or if you have an icon a5 you can also land in the water right next uh, which really isn't far um, I will try a runway landing this time so I'll be on the ground with my gears you know do you happen to know what island this is by any chance the one that's in front of us yes Molokai Molokai okay so it's not the one I'm, I'm interested to see if the the friendliest airport in the world there that saved my life back in the day Oh. When I landed the very first time, I think it would be here at the end of this. It was one of the outermost islands. So I'm trying to see. Ah, yeah, it's way out there. We didn't quite go that far. It's okay. It's all right. I'm going to have to explore that to see if I can find my uh, my first ever landing 20-something years ago. The oh. fond, The fond memory. Huh. <laughs> so... It's back behind us Yeah. on another island. Well, yeah, that's the thing. We're going to go through quite a few islands today. So we've already gone through um, at least one, which is the one that's behind us. Now we're going for this one, which is number two. And we have, uh, after that, we have two other islands. That's uh, We're going from small to big, pretty much, here. North Very to good. south. So that's going to be enjoyable. And the scenery yeah. on the first one was already beautiful, so I'm expecting oh, yeah. uh, some other beautiful things here for the second set. You know, that's a that's an update that I I, I bet you somebody's going to make because they've done it so many times in the past. There's a sometimes there's a little bit of a coloration difference, like we said with the water. Um, there were many many times that people updated some of the colors for the ground tiles, yeah. not just for seasonal reasons. And I wonder because some parts of Hawaii are extremely green. And where we have a more subtle green here in, in front of us, that, uh, especially on the Big Island, really, really, really vibrant greens. And I'm going to be interested to see if uh, Bing captured those. But I would imagine over time, if for whatever reason those colors are slightly less vibrant, that somebody <laughs> won't come out and, you know, they're going to they're gonna change that as well. It's just another one of the uh well i know some comments things. have mentioned you know that the simulator is too vibrant uh there's too much contrast no, I, or so on and so on i don't think it's too vibrant at all i think it's still if anything the there's some areas that it's not green enough some <laughs> of the some of the fiji islands the green yeah. is a little bit and if you look at the bing data out. you can see yeah you can see why but when you see pictures that people have taken when they're actually they've gone to tahiti it's much, much greener than the satellite imagery is showing. That's why I suspect that at some point <laughs> there's going to be some color updates as well. I don't think it's overly vibrant at all in some places. Some places I think it's actually it's under, if anything. I don't think it's meant to be 100% matching the color palette of no. what the real world is supposed to be. But no, I don't think if so you're looking on the stream, you see a lot of, for example, there's a lot of very nice green, and you have this orange-red, and then it goes back to uh, a darker green and blue because of the water, because um, of a lake here. And then you're going yeah. back to some pink almost, orange-pink, red-pink. And that's just yeah. amazing about, well, those islands, of course. That's why they're so unique. Oh, yeah. How they can change the... Um... Oh, man. How they change, yeah, like I need to uh, go on a vacation the muddy rivers day. and yeah, wow. I mean, That's look beautiful. at that. That's beautiful. Yeah, sure is. Hey, we have uh, faded metal thirteen two hundred one with us. Hey, there you go. And the uh, 
the more than ever present uh, Kellusk. Are we? Uh, yeah, you're still in a distance, Fario. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up there. Had thrust, a little bit of a thrust at a hundred. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm diving right now to speed up, so we're gonna. Oh man! Hopefully you don't have um, damage oh, and over stress oh, yeah. on. Be dead now. I think that's off. There's only 120 knots, and this thing goes. Uh, yeah, I'm goes only out. going 100. And... I'm only going about 108, so I'm not. Uh, Beautiful. I'm not going, uh... I'm just descending there. I'm a little bit high. We're going 90, so we can. Uh... Yeah, so, yeah, I'll catch up with you shortly. Yeah. Let's see. This. As far as those, those updates and things go, do you think there will be, like I had said before, uh, kind of a an approved assemblage? That, that can be either done in, in one package. I, I don't know how they would go about doing that. Obviously, people that have done updates, they're going to want to you know, have the credit for yeah. doing it. I don't know if Microsoft could say, listen, we really like it. We approve of it. Can we make it a simple deal of just loading these together in a package and adding them on our, on our end as something that literally will come in one of the updates? That way you don't have to sit there and try to figure out you know, how many different websites do you have to go to? And so I mean, using the marketplace, dozens and dozens of different add on websites. So you're not quite sure where you're going to find what you're looking for. So maybe so you're talking wanna, like a mega pack, kind of like that, or a way to get some of this freeware onto the marketplace in one easy to locate, easy to search location where it would also, of course, be available on the individual sites, but maybe as some kind of mega packs to be able to update them all at once instead of grabbing, you know, 20 different landmark updates, Washington, D.C. I know the London of their payware, but you get what I mean. If somebody did one for California, then they did another one for Australia, and you've got 15 of these floating around on 15 different websites. Right, like in tons to of download. fixes from around the world instead of one major pack, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that um well even possible i don't know that it is but it would be an interesting um i don't know if that's the solution because if we trust microsoft in their communications with us it seems like they're trying to fix most of these things so that those yeah. fixed add-ons would eventually become obsolete so i feel like those add-ons right now are just a temporary measure ah, yeah. Yeah, yeah which yeah. hopefully would be you know, what I'd be looking for. That way you only have a, oh, well, if you really need to fly somewhere and you want to fly and it's clean, then you can totally have an add-on to fix it. But if you can wait and not have the most beautiful thing and so on and so on, then, you know, it will eventually be updated and that way it would still be fine. I have to confess, I haven't. And again, this is from a little bit of the uh, post-traumatic stress disorder of the past is um, the dreadful way you had to dump things in 500 places. Like I said before, if you're trying to get them back out, it was a nightmare. Um, I actually have not added any add-ons to my SIM yet because I wanted to make sure the SIM was stable, that I saw enough people had added the add-ons that it wasn't getting like, oh, I added this and it crashed my SIM and, and now I can't, I'm, I'm re reinstalling and I didn't want to go through that nightmare because I, I used to go through that nightmare yeah. with uh, 2004 especially, FS9, Century of Flight. And um, I love that one. That actually, believe it or not, I think is my favorite until now. My favorite iteration of um, mm -hmm. 
flight simulator. It was the most fun I had. It was the most expansive that I was able to get. I took more chances, tried to learn how to install, you know, airports and sceneries and make sure you had the layers all right. And, you know, each thing was on the right layer so that it would actually show up. Because some of them, if you put them in a, a different level, you actually couldn't see them. It had to be a higher level to be able to, to oh. detect your add-on. Yeah. But the thing that was a problem was when, when they kind of messed with the overall installation. That was a bit of a pain because then it was really hard to figure out which thing have I done because you had to do so many, right? Yeah. You know, oh, was, it, was it the folder? Was it the gauge? Was it which one of the 10 things I just did to add, you know, some new airport objects or whatever from one of those, I think, VOB libraries they were, and suddenly you'd add it and then things would just break. <laughs> and then you had to figure out, and sometimes you couldn't, sometimes you had to uninstall everything. So I literally used to have an A4 notepad with everything I wrote down in pencil <laughs> in order of the way I installed it because a couple of times it would crash and you had to uninstall everything. And then to try to remember you know, oh, when do I install the weather effect? And when do I install the new ground lighting? And then the new world textures and these planes and this airport. So yeah, it's a lot of things all at once that you'd had to remember. Yeah. It's well, really nice to not, to not have, have those, that, uh, yeah. that issue. Actually, I can talk about that. I caught up with you. Um, yay. Yeah, well, yay. Number one, we are at uh, Kalalopa. Kalo, ah, Kalo. Papa, those are hard names, especially. Not Kilo Papa. <laughs> no, ah, there it is. I should have practiced Hello. beforehand, but uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, We're finally oh, reaching yeah. it. Um, yes. For the add-on thing, I did go and play around, looking around on different websites for what add-ons kind of came out and uh, what to look for. Um, okay. You know, kind of like add-on shopping without actually shopping, <laughs> just getting a scan of <laughs> yeah. the terrain beforehand. And a lot of those are also freeware, which is great. Um, and there was one in particular that I looked at because it was an add-on manager. They're the one that essentially keep track of every file. Where in where has it been extracted in your file system? Uh, that way you are not stuck figuring out yourself. The, the add-on manager does it for you. Uh, the same way uh, Kerbal Space Program has uh, the software that does the exact same. It's an online repository that's called by the client. So this uh, the software. And then you just select what you want to have. It'll download it, it'll extract it, and it'll put it wherever it needs to be, and uh, and it just works. And then there you can also get some information, some of the latest updates, and so on. I just like to point out right now that my water is almost purple, pretty much. Wow. Look uh, down. That is quite crazy. Oh yeah. I finally finally catching up here. Still descending. Look at, at that a ridiculous water. rate, so I better make sure. Yeah, it's oh my god. Yeah, it is purple. Look at that. That's unique. Wow. <laughs> um, that is unique. Maybe that's a, that's a new glitch, one for me. But it's still cool. Actually, I'm still trying to figure out that airport down there. It's quite... Uh, I don't think it seems quite right. Mm. Oh. If I don't pull up pretty soon, guess what's going to happen to me? <laughs> making an unscheduled water landing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You need to, to climb a bit. Yeah, I'm climbing. Yeah, that's just amazing, though. Well, that's odd. Why is that not doing that? Oh, there we go. Now I'm making a little progress. Okay, so the the runway is supposed to be in front, but I yep. believe that 
there's a lot of trees in front. I see. So we'll see how we have to approach that. I'll set some flaps down, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. Get the gears down, and slow down Oof. our speed. And yeah, maybe I should. A uh... Bit of a top view first. This is a bit of a weird one where it's all hidden. It's kind of half bush flying. Oh, the runway is a bit more on the left side. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, not high enough to see it, as oh, yeah. usual. You can also so. land sideways if you want on the on the water right next, if you're if you're interested in that. Yeah, maybe I'm going to do that. I'm going to practice my water landing. Let's see. Got to slow down quite a bit here, though. Yeah, as the icon, you can technically do bush flying, but also water flying, or <laughs> whatever how you want to call it. Yeah, sea yeah. flying and bush flying. And that way you can have both uh, a beautiful landing on the ground and in the water. Yeah. Enjoy it. Oh, dear. Wow, Actually, look at the way the water changed. Is it more ooh, blue ooh. now? Be careful, dude. Yeah, it's more clear. Wow. And I think I'm probably in very shallow water at the moment. Wow, it looks amazing. I'm just off the end of the runway. You can yeah. see all back. Yeah. Checking out the beaches. Wow, they look great. White, very white, sandy. Ooh, you know what, though? Let's get ourselves out a little bit. Yeah, I don't think there's much for us to... Uh... You know what, let's go to the end of this, this runway on runway 2-3. We'll go all the way down and then we'll we'll take off again from that end. That will be easier for everyone. We could just do a little turn. There is a little section for us to turn. And then we'll... Uh... We'll join you guys back when we'll we'll let you know when you guys uh, when we're taking off. That way you can also take off from the water. Got to have fun on both sides. Yeah. Now you know what, Cookie, up ahead, these are the cliffs that I'm talking about, and the greenery. Once you guys take off, mm -hmm. and have a look. Yeah, we'll. Uh... Yeah, these, these are. You know that's funny because. Um... I'm I'm looking at this. The scenery looks fine. It's a little odd with the trees, I have to say. But um, oh yeah, the types of trees. Yeah, that's that's the thing that's kind of a bit confusing, and it reminds me of this video that you shared to me uh, a week ago about photogrammetry. Uh, do you remember that? Uh which one? I had a couple there. Um, it was drone making FS twenty twenty scenery. Oh yes, the guy the guy in Scotland. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, that would really be interesting because literally you can go and make your own photogrammetry. And you can input it yourself in the simulator. Yep. That's we're gonna need a we're gonna need a tech class to do that, but that's a really really clever idea. Kelly's... Yeah, I, I've noticed that some of the trees are perhaps not Join us on the make... runway, Kellusk. Or Kellux Kellusk. Yeah. I'm going to make a big circle here while you guys do that because for whatever reason, it instantaneously put me into the air. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea why. Oh, so, uh, is it like a... Yeah, it shot me in the air. We're watching when you I from landed. down there. Well, if you yeah. want, you can fly over us. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm circling oh, back a little down bit. Okay. Yeah. okay, we're going to go take off, guys. So we're going to go only half flaps this time. Throttle up. And here we go. I'll make a loop back. So this time we finished our first island hop. 
And now we're nice. going to be flying to our next island. It's crazy the geometry of all of this. Oh, yeah. Okay, Gillespie. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And here we go. Beautiful. So now that we're at it, so where did you want us to look? Or what did you want us to look at? Oh, no, just when you come up ahead, look on the starboard side, you'll begin to see these mountains. Yep. And they actually have these the same ridge in all of the versions of um, Flight Simulator. It's just so amazing to see what it looks like now. But it's the striations, or however you want to term that, coming down the mountain with some of those straight cuts coming down. They're a little bit flat on top, but for the most part, and as you get a little further down this coastline, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. I'm looking uh, at it right now. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 so different than it was. Now, it's do like you believe I'm this is this is photogrammetry or just no? Uh, I actually satellite. think it's um, I actually think it's probably satellite, and that the AI is is working it out. Yeah, I have a feeling that again one of these world updates will be changing the the trees. I um not just the heights. We all know that it was an issue with the height of the trees, mm -hmm. but I actually think that as the sim progresses, they'll get more specificity and probably even adding maybe more types. And when we look out over this part of the landscape, we'll see a few more trees that might match the um the geographic location just a little bit more accurately, although there's plenty and it looks incredible there's I'm, I'm not complaining whatsoever i do think that there's always room to improve so one of the things that maybe they could improve on would be um well getting this photogrammetry for here because well yeah. mountains are probably one of the things that is we could say the hardest for um yeah. for the the simulator to recreate properly especially things like the the trees and how uh, it all fits together and uh, so, so that's why I brought the topic because um, so we watched this video from uh, Elba Skies talking about uh, how he made uh, scenery with his drone at the Strathallan Airfield in Scotland, and um, he showed the whole process from taking off with your drone to flying in the simulator with that photogrammetry. It's amazing. Um, so he's going through that process where. Um, He's showing you, you know, the way to properly take pictures uh, with uh, with your drone, uh, and then once uh, that is done, he goes through absolutely every little software thing. So if you have your own drone, and that would be amazing. Imagine if Tom, uh, Sim Tom, could uh, <laughs> could drive, you know, his drone and just make a very small portion and test it out himself, because um, he does uh, a lot of uh, of beautiful things. Even on the yeah. last stream, he showed again he his. His yeah, Iceland today. video, it's crazy. Yeah. So Im imagine if they could create a group of people who have uh, high-quality drones that know how to use these things. Uh -huh. And you know they could provide the data to other people who can uh, do the work of putting it into the simulator. Um, that would be an amazing open-source project. It sure would. Sure would. That's, that would be really the beauty of it. Look at this. I'm getting into a big yeah. cloud right ahead. Yep. Wow. I see it. 
I heard on a podcast that um, in a month or so they're going to do a world update where they're going to do the Northern Hemisphere. Really? So, like, places in Alaska, like, the scenery isn't isn't there because the satellite imagery is so bad. So some of the mountains look like FS10. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they had, the, they had the water that was on a plateau. Although we have a fix for that. I think there's a, a there, little add-on. There's add a lot on. of fixes for Alaska, yep. Yeah. I yeah. saw a few of them. Like you there's... said, though, I think Microsoft will be doing that. that. To me, that's a really great relief to me is that while we're adding these add-ons to kind of temporarily fix things, Microsoft seems to be aware and that they want to basically do this on their own. So, again, I haven't added that one yet, but you heard that they're going to do the whole Northern Hemisphere, so that's... That's a lot of work. Oh, I hope they get the Faroe Islands. It's one of the little stop-offs that you you need when you're crossing the Atlantic in a smaller aircraft. Yeah. The Faroes is one of the places to um, fuel up. So it's rather important, but it's obscure with clouds so often. Just like you mentioned, you said the, the data is not the greatest. Yeah, I flew yeah. over the Faroe Islands, and it's very, very rough. Like, there is no imagery. It just yeah. looks it looks like a 10-year-old game. Like, that's how bad it is. Yeah, I looked I looked at the Bing data, and I was like, oh, boy, this is... Well, there hasn't but... been needs before for this, right? you got to remember, Microsoft just needed a basic picture of it for its map software. But now yeah. they have to use this in a whole different way. That's what mm -hmm. I really call the revolution of, of uh, satellite imagery. Now you don't need just medium resolution just so people can see through a 2D map. Now you're flying into the map. You're flying with yeah. the map. So it is really an amazing thing. And hopefully, yes, these things will be updated uh, slowly, but it's a lot of work for Microsoft at the same time, especially on top of the features that they're working on, the updates that they're working on, and even just all the maintenance that needs to be continued as well. So this is a lot of work for them, and I'm, I'm okay. very glad to see it coming up in the next uh, few weeks now. I'm glad they're not leaving it to everybody else, too. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, I, was, I was saying there's this place in Alaska. It's like a big port town called Seaward. And I was going oh, yeah. to try to... Oh, yeah. There. Yeah. Like, Seaward is not at all modeled. And the oh, airport's yeah. not there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big... Uh, there was a destroyer or something there when I landed. That's where my cruise actually ended, was in Seward. And then you went up the Turnagain Highway beautiful unbelievably beautiful up to to get to anchorage but we stopped in a place called girdwood also known as alieska and uh, i'm gonna have to descend here i got some clouds <laughs> can't see so let me yeah there's a back. Clouds. but it's beautiful even from the top it's uh oh yeah it's quite a view yeah so, they, so you said they yeah, they don't have the seward uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't in flight sim but i thought oh you know because I found some dirt strips in like Utah, which weren't in the game, but were modeled because of the satellite imagery in Utah. So I thought, oh, maybe they're going to have Seaward there because they have Seaward in the Bing maps. So I was like, okay. Yeah. But I when, noticed... I flew, when I yeah, flew over there, there was like nothing there. It was just like, you know, autogen and no airport. I noticed that um, there's a couple of them that I went searching for that uh, it, they did show up in Bing maps, but for whatever reason, it the AI did not recognize um it didn't recognize it so because I was expecting well maybe it's just going to show up as a white line but it's not listed in the um the database 
but just like Seward there, it's it it wasn't there at all. Even though it did show in Bing, it did show as a very basic, looked like a dirt or a gravel airstrip, which I wouldn't be surprised where I was looking is really unpopulated. But I keep looking for certain airstrips because I want um you know but it's good because people are really testing out the simulator, and these yeah. are the places where they they know where to improve. Then, yes, yeah, that's totally true. I agree with you on that. And not only is there are they working on on helping this, I feel it's like a continuation of the alpha and the beta. You know, they're they're really giving yeah. feedback. Uh, I think Microsoft actually has a bit too much feedback. <laughs> Sometimes well, I can only imagine how far this sim is going to be in three years. This oh, is the just, best of it because three yeah. years is enough for it to mature for the the big issues to be solved and enough time for new issues that were not seen before to not only be caught but also be really fixed. Even the big ones like uh, uh, the the terrain generation, uh, the lack of satellite, and wow, I'm at five thousand feet. Uh, yeah, I had to. Yeah, I'm above the clouds to, right now. I had to divert and come down a little bit because I was like. I was approaching that, and I'm like, wait a minute, I can't see anything. Yeah, so, I'm going to go um, below the clouds. I'm having to do a little bit of flying uh, outside the cockpit because I'm having the few little view issues, so I can't see my instruments that well. So I'm trying to get used to actually flying in third person, which is a little bit weird, but I like it. I didn't check the temperature yeah. before we left, so hopefully there's not going to be icing on my plane. Going uh, I clouds. didn't get any when I went in. Uh, I was flying through uh, the Canadian Rockies yesterday. Ooh, uh, that's from a different Cal thing. <laughs> yeah, I was flying from Calgary to Dan uh, Banff. It, it was, it's like a town right in the middle of the mountains, and the scenery there is amazing. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, all, all, all the lakes and everything, because in real life, the lakes are like crisp, like sky yeah. blue colored, yeah, and the lakes are like so beautiful. And they're and they're they're colored correctly in yeah, the yeah they're yeah they're all oh, colored wow. correctly. You know what? That's probably oh, yeah. where we should fly for the next podcast. Yeah, for sure. But if you want, send me a DM with the uh, with uh, the route that you've been through. We could probably look at uh, flying that. that yeah, good. here I actually have it mapped out on Google Earth uh, with the VFR right and everything. Take a look at it. Yeah, I'll sure. Will uh, in the chat or whatever you want me to post it, or I'll DM you. Yeah, please. Thanks. Wow. But that, that's the true thing, right? The simulator has a lot of things. Um, and now that, you know, the simulator has been built by Microsoft and is being updated by Microsoft, we're going to see more and more people compete for, for that marketplace, for what's happening yeah. inside. Um, that's going to create competition for add-ons. And uh, Farah and I were, were kind of talking um, a while back outside of the podcast. And we came across this thought that maybe Microsoft could have a few dedicated feature spots for freeware development uh, where uh, freeware developers could compete to get that spot. Essentially, yeah. they're looking for a specific add-on that they'd like, uh, like a category um, or something even more specific. And they'd have this little contest uh, where the best add-on with the more functionalities or um, the one that did the, the best uh, would receive that spot for a few weeks as a freeware uh, featured in, in the marketplace. Um, 
and we Which spur on a little uh, extra yep. competitiveness. And in the end, of course, we're the ones that are going to benefit from anybody trying to, you know, outdo somebody else. They're going to, you know, go to the extra, the extra length to, you know, do their best. And if they can get that little spotlight for a little while, um, I think it'd help. You know what I just have to say about this? If you look starboard, I think something that, that this Sims has done better than anyone I've ever seen is the way that the land is represented in the distance. Yeah. Have you noticed that the, the way that it's drawn so far out into the distance and it's not just drawing a kind of geometric blob, you can see detail yeah. even in the, even through the clouds, which is another interesting thing, the way the clouds come upon you and they it's don't just kind of, yeah, it's like you look sideways and it's a, it's a flat billboard. <laughs> then you go a little bit past it, and now it's you know, uh, <laughs> no, it's true yeah, 3D. That's the beauty of it. Yeah, I'm looking out at the the, the island in the distance there, to the uh, oh god, I don't even know what direction I'm flying at this point. Sorry. Um, That's fine. We're going the, the right way. Island. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but, Cobra. Uh, uh, or who who do you, who wanted the um cookie? Cookie. Cookie. Okay. I'm coming up to you guys, kind of like a formation. Yep. Because you guys are flying really good. Can you imagine me? <laughs> Dracna 73 and Far Out Pilot in a formation? Not something I would have thought of. <laughs> but it works. Definitely. I need Just to wait fly. for the bells to start, the, the warnings to start going off. Woot, 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 woot. Pull up, turn, turn, turn. Don't descend, pull up. I, it'll all start, don't worry. Yeah. Even though it's not on the plane. But my speed. I, I'm too quick. That's not an easy one, but um, you know that's what that's what we experienced actually today because we were on um, we started uh, we flew over mountains and there was a lot of well not a lot but it was visible turbulence when when uh, when we went over the uh, oh yeah the mountains and so we could feel that draft coming up uh, and I know Microsoft said they would have gliders and it's not there yet but it seems like some of the mechanics are at least right here with us they already exist somehow yeah just a little um, fine tuning yep. yep oh and someone's doing some slow mode <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised i haven't had to do any yet so that's a bit of a relief <laughs> trying to get my altitude here to stop at about 3000 so my formation skills may be uh that's uh, fine we're all breaking we're all a little over. bit due to speed but um well, we're all like I'm slowing down up. and speeding up and slowing down a yeah. bit, but we're doing pretty good, yeah. honestly. I'm still getting used to this uh, beautiful yoke. So. Oh yeah, true. You're on uh, you're on new hardware as well after so many yeah, years of so. keyboard. Yeah, it's so weird to. Not, my first instinct is to look at the keyboard and go, oh, uh, you know, which one's up and down, and which one's the trim now, and it's just. The other thing is getting used to the head tracking not having to now i'm starting to take it for granted that it's becoming second nature where i'm not having to think oh look left look right you know now it's just i'm just doing it and it's adding a whole new dimension to my yeah well that's yeah. that's hey, the thing of uh, it yep so cookie i sent you this screenshot mm -hmm. and uh, so i did this in a cessna 152 it took around two hours. It was like it was a really easy journey. Like the plane wasn't struggling at all. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's a whole flight where you're going through 
Oh, okay, you're you're literally wow, that's beauty. So, so you're going through so the you valleys, right? Yeah, so you, you take off from Springbank Airport and you follow the Trans Canadian Highway through the mountains. Nice. See, I oh, followed wow. that around Hope. I have a route that goes from Hope, British Columbia, along the Trans Canada Highway, but it dips back over. It goes near Mount Baker, uh, a town called Concrete. Another one called uh, Chilliwack, I think, is in Canada. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you that one too. Um, it's a beautiful place, but I haven't seen Banff. I haven't gone up there yet, so. That's really the yeah. thing, right? We're, we're talking about add-ons, we're talking about fixes or extra things, but there's just so much yet to discover in this simulator that it's hard to actually want an add-on at this it's point. It's incredible. This is the base sim. I can't. I still can't yeah, wrap my head around that. Nope. Me either. I haven't even been over where, where I was born yet. Well, you know, same. I've lived in Florida a really long time, but I didn't even... It, sometimes you sit down and you think, where in the... Literally, where in the world am I going to go? There's, it's so it's hard right there's so much that your brain's just like go to england go to france go to south america go to namibia go to australia and the brain is just overload it's overload that's why i think that's another reason like you said i haven't added any add-ons yet because there's no point yeah there's nothing yet that's, that's there's no need yeah let's see your map Okay, so we're going to have to turn right a bit because we're going to reach uh, Papa Hotel Oscar Gulf, which is, yep. I'd say, 15, 20 degrees to the right. So we'll have to jump in and uh, follow the, the coastal line instead of yep. uh, going straight. You know but, me. That's what I'm always doing is following the coast. So, yeah. Oh, you're below me now. Okay. So I well, might need to descend a little bit. Um, I mean, we're approaching it, but... We don't have to really yeah. descend yet. We're only at 3,000 feet. Yeah. Are we going to do a landing there or just a flyover? Or what are we going to do? Uh, we could do a little landing if we want to. It's a pretty big airport. For those who are watching, you see two big runways and uh, quite some taxiways and a lot of parking spots. So that's a big win. Descend out of the clouds a little bit here. Because um, that's Kalului. Um, that's... Uh... I think that's, an, that's not an international, but it's close. You do have a 7,000 uh, feet runway, so. Okay. It's pretty big. Tons of clouds as well to go through. I see. Yeah. Because I need to go through clouds as well, right? No. <laughs> What's the point if you can't go through clouds? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why have them and want them? And, you know, I, I have to admit, I hope that. They even tweak the turbulence a little more because sometimes when you're in some of these clouds, it's a little bit rougher than even what we've experienced so far. I think maybe they didn't want to go full on. Obviously, when you see videos of pilots on YouTube and, you know, they, they hit a little bit of cloud and it's quite a bit of a shake. And I think maybe they didn't want to quite go completely full tilt. They knew it was going to take a little adjustment for us to get used to the flight model as well as the uh dynamic weather so i wouldn't be surprised if there's at some point in the future mm -hmm. we see a little bit more of a consequence to flying into some of these denser clouds oh man i am really oh, fucked yeah. up here. i see it <laughs> this is if they did have a world update would you guys pay for it oh god don't talk about Cause... paying for world updates depending depending on 
what Depending it was. on the amount of content or detail they put in. Because the thing is, I put in almost 100 hours in two weeks. Wow. We're doing For way three weeks. So doing since this game came out, I'm at like 90 hours. I've been working so much. It's been a bit of a disappointment. That's why I'm not necessarily flying as good as maybe I could. Because I need a little bit more time to get used to the model, get used to my new yoke. Because like the thing is, I never used to fly in Sims this much. Like before, like I had X Plane, and like when I did play it, I did take it seriously and everything. But the thing is, playing like VFR in this game is so fun, and actually seeing the world now, like it actually makes you want to keep playing. Exactly. Well, yeah, I think it's it's what you were never able to do in the past, and so I think a lot of people didn't even realize how much they would enjoy it. They just decided, I'm going to have to go IFR. I'm going to have to do airliner. I can't do the other because it's just ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's not doable. Because GA yeah. was boring in the past. Yeah. And now it's so yeah. fun. Well, it was impossible, yeah. really. You yeah. had this flat land. You had very low rest textures. It was hard to identify where you were. Now, it was better than other Sims because other Sims did simply not have the entire world or as good enough quality for you to identify certain landmarks. Um, but yeah, this is really a major plus, and that's why you can see the simulator is very focused as well on having general aviation planes, having a bit of everything. And we know they're going to expand this a bit. They're going to add gliders, which uh, for once is going to be very interesting. It wasn't Oof. as much last time, but with all the mechanics, I think the, the biggest thing they're working on right now, glider-wise, because most of the things are done, right? They already have, they can already make a wing simulation. They can already make all of that. I think there's going to be a bit more work onto how your your glider is going to get in the air in the first place, getting trailed by another plane, getting, uh, and then the mechanisms for cutting the rope or or the wire that's uh, that's connecting you to that other plane that's going to uh, bring you into the air. So that's probably the, the biggest mechanic that they have to work on with the glider. The rest is probably already done. I mean, my one grievance when it comes to add-on planes, especially for GA, is less cockpit glass, please. Because <laughs> yeah, I would like a few. Uh, like, I don't know. I really, I really want the one. I want. I really want to play, fly this 172, and I don't want to pay extra for steam gauges. That's you know? true. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I can agree, but at the same time. There's there's a lot of work that's been put into these uh, these different uh, GPSs, so, so they're trying to add that, um, or at least give us an option. You know, I, I would mean? expect like, give us two versions. I would expect A two A to fill in the gap here. Oh yeah, you know what? Does anybody? I don't know if anybody will agree with me on this. Um, I never used to use the glass. I always use the old steam gauge analog. That's and good. to me now, when you're flying through IMC and you have the synthetic vision, this is going to sound dumb, but yeah. it's almost like it's cheating. You don't have the same fear and the same intensity, and you're doing this, you know, the, the scanning of, of the gauges and everything, but you can see through everything. So that sense of danger, yeah. mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't sense it at all in a glass cockpit. Now, granted, in real life, you don't want the danger. Obviously, you want as much information as you can get and stay as safe as you can, but... It's funny when at first I go into the IMC, I'm like, oh, oh, I get that initial panic from the old days that kind of was, you don't want to be in this. You know, you can't see. Yeah, I see you way down there. You're way down. 
I'm probably a little too low, but uh, I'm too high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know what you mean. I mean, like the thing is, like if you plan on getting like your prior, like your pious license, or you want to do things by the book, of like, course, flying the steam gauge Cessnas and actually learning the systems is very useful in the sim. I agree. There, this is good practice to get yourself ready to understand your instruments. And then once you're in the air, you can really get more of the feel for the plane and uh, and the rest instead of having to learn those things as well. It's a good replacement. Yeah. Now, hopefully we can see uh, the simulator uh, peak its way through flight schools and uh, not sure about training centers. That's going to take a bit of time before it really reaches... Uh, the level of standard that is required for uh, for airlines to start training or do these things, but uh, once they really get enough quality and and patches, then they might be able to to get a version out for commercial, mm -hmm. the same way they did with yeah. FSX. And if FSX could have a commercial version, then why can't this new sim have one? It's so close. For sure. For sure. We're gonna be. Oh, there's someone landing on the runway right there. That's going to be fun. So glad they left G as the gear. <laughs> At first I was like, oh no, I don't know how to put the gear down. Because I, I had heard back in the uh, pre-release days that, um, oh no, they changed every key command. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. How in the world are you going to fly? For those of us, us that have been doing it for ages with that keyboard, and you're thinking, well, how are you going to fly if every single keyboard command is now different. So I am way high. So this may be an ugly plunge to the runway, but we'll see if I can. Let's see. Now, now is when I would love to learn how to do the side slip so that I could. Maybe you should join Jane and. and exactly. And, uh, yeah, and waste. That and be... way too high, unfortunately. Well, no, that's, that's a little um, fun topic for the few of you guys. Uh, <laughs> um. Me and a few other moderators, we did uh, a flight during the same time last week, last Wednesday, as uh, Jane and Wasteland Radio. Um, <laughs> what we did was we went through... Uh, so they, they were in a group, so they were flying together. But if you still go in all players, you'll still find the people from the group. Because a group just isolates you from the others, not the others to you. As a result, and we're watching your landing file, so no pressure. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, beautiful. Oh, wasn't oof. Ah, at least you kissed the ground. That was good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. It's alive. Now just to stop the plane, please. So uh, what we did was we followed Jane and Wastelander, and uh, <laughs> we took a few screenshots. It was quite funny. We were all, it was... Uh, it was a little group of, of me and a few other mods. It was a lot of fun. We just went there and, uh, well, it's funny because you had the live stream on one side, so you knew what was happening. And on the other side, you also had um, <laughs> you also had you and your friends. It was quite a, a lot of fun just being able to, to interact without them interacting with you. It was a kind of a fun experience. Oh, yeah. Just a little fun thing. I can't wait to get my... Uh... My Bravo throttle quadrant, uh, six more weeks to wait, but it'll make ground handling so much easier. Well, although you, you still need the pedals, but maybe I can assign something. Well, you know, that's the thing. Um, oh. With the um, 
with the shortage that we're having at the moment, uh, six weeks, I think is fine. <laughs> we're seeing a yeah. lot of, uh, Hey, we're actually going to be taking off from that runway right here, which is going to take off opposite. Cause, uh, oh, wind me, is pretty uh... much calm here. We're having, uh, two twelve or two Oh eight at one knot. So it's pretty much calm. So let me slow down then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went through a light. <laughs> I gotta turn myself around. I might end up doing it the easy way, kids. Sorry. <laughs> I'm lucky to be alive. <laughs> I mean, we got all the runway we need. We still have probably about four thousand, uh, probably like five or six thousand feet of runway, anyways. Yeah, might might as well just be right in the middle of the two runways. <laughs> For sure. Hey, we even got a Cessna. I think that's a 208. Yeah, wow. caravan. And another one, probably 172. I'll wait. Wow. Get myself Got moving here. here. On, kids. Yep. Feel free to taxi in. Does anybody else see the Cessna just sticking his legs out through the through the cockpit? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> He's just flying around with his legs, sticking through the ground. Uh, yeah, that wow, okay, that's weird. Um, and it seems like he's looking behind, actually. Oh wow, that's quite funny. Anyways, ready for takeoff? Yeah, Bottle I'm up. moving. Northern Canada, Banff, and and all these areas. Oh yeah. There's just so many places I haven't been to. Yeah, me too. A bit ridiculous. And some of these places, the places I always flew all of the time in um in you know all the other sims so it's just weird that i haven't uh, gone to so many places but it's just my brain doesn't know where to go at this point it just doesn't know where to go beautiful okay. airports um missing the terminal building but that's fine at least there's still the gates that go nowhere <laughs> there's this guy on uh reddit who recommended just go on r slash earth porn and just look at the pictures and whatever looks nice to you just find the coordinates and fly there that's true and then there's yeah. flight lock as well which was uh made uh i think by two brothers and they're just making a catalog of, of different places where you can go fly uh that way you don't have to use your brain power to figure out you know where you're going <laughs> you can just find a random spot and even funny thing with uh with flight lock you can even um on your own right you can just submit uh places where you think people should fly and i think there's a voting system so you could also on your own um join in there and uh and people can vote on it so kind of like reddit in a sense but uh quite cool great oh man this looks a lot huh. it's amazing how different yeah you remember when we used to have all these different ground textures, but they repeated so much? Yeah, the tiling effect. Yeah. <laughs> and, it just, and the thing I love is that, like, I've flown in Africa a little bit. And it's like, literally, I flew in, I think I've used this before, I flew in Senegal. Yeah. And then I, I, I jumped over, I was testing certain things for my round-the-world flight. And I went to Madagascar. And... They just do not look the same. And they shouldn't. Obviously, they shouldn't. But, you know, in the past, it was, if you flew over the desert, it was the desert. It was the same kind of repetitive. But, like, if you look at this, it's just nothing is repetitive. Even in the 
even in the most distant, you know, less detailed, distant image you can see, nothing's repeated. And it's so crazy. I remember for some reason, I thought FS2000, that had really bad um, tiling effect. There wasn't a very big field of view, so to speak, or level of detail didn't extend very far. And over time, it's gotten better, but obviously there's nothing that compares to this. I'm just looking around. And, you know, I've actually foolishly tried to find either consciously or subconsciously, I've tried to find repetitive, repeating tiling, and I, I haven't seen any. Have you? At all? I haven't um, seen any at all. The only way you can really have those is if you go offline. If you go okay, on yeah, offline scenery, then you'll be stuck. And then you go in a place in the middle of nowhere, like Libya, yeah. uh, in the desert, and uh, yeah, and there you really are going to have those repeating textures. Yeah. Oh, I wow. mean, the only place I experienced it was the places in Alaska that didn't have the data. Uh, yeah, that's basically what he's saying. It's like flying in offline mode. So it tried to populate it. I still think that they will come up with a texture set that will be applied as you get lower to the ground. I think they're going to improve the, uh, you know, because sometimes it can be a little bit blurry. That's why I think there's so much trees and grass, is those trees and grass are actually sitting on top of satellite imagery that would otherwise be a little bit blurry. Yeah. Or actually be quite blurry. So one great way of masking that is to put the trees and the dirt and whatever they're putting on there, kind of cover it. But I have a feeling that at some point they'll also be able to upgrade those textures for base uh the base satellite imagery if that makes any sense right otherwise that would be a big download update right and yeah, that's that that's be. why they prefer doing it where they update their own uh thing in the cloud that right way... so it's based on their end yeah exactly that way yeah you're not filling hard drives full of right you know, filling well, hard drives. That's stuff. the fun thing. You know, if you saw in the last patch, the way they did it was they made you download stuff through the launcher. So I'm with the Microsoft Store version. So I'm not on Steam, so I can't really talk about the Steam version. But um, if you use the Microsoft uh, Store version, um, I had an update, which was a, I think, a 330-something uh, megabyte. That was downloaded straight from the beginning before you even run the game. Um, and that was probably because it was a launcher thing. So it was downloading most of it, or at least it was storing it. And then once you launch the game, then you would have a 76 kilobyte update, which some people laughed about. And there's baby yeah. doing some aircraft. Wow, what the heck is he doing? Wow. Taking off. Big aerobatics here. Um, the Virgin Galactic uh, test, test flight. Yep, he's pretty good at it. Huh. But uh, yeah, so I'm thinking the update system really made it so you had a quick download at first. Uh, and so you were not stuck on a frustrating screen afterwards, you know, the same one yeah. that many people had issues with um, things like uh, the loading bar not moving uh, yeah. or being yeah. stuck at a screen, things like that. So. I can't wait to see how real big updates are going to be. And when I mean real, I'm talking not like launcher fixes, but uh, real modifications to the aerodynamics, to the plane systems, autopilot, and all of that. I want to see how that go 
goes through, if it's going to be a 100% update through the game itself once you run it, or if it's going to be outside on the store. Um, yeah. Because there's two ways. What what What's the difference between them? Right now, you could start asking yourselves. Um, and I think some of those, yeah, might be for the launcher and the other one for the game itself. Um, but I think the bigger updates are still going to be on the store itself. Just for oh, the... Yeah. the being able to have uh, well, I think they want to try to unify the experience if they can. They don't want difficult. When they don't have... want people to. Oh, sorry, my Samsung has decided to wake up, and she thinks that I said her name, but I didn't. So let me turn her off again. Uh, but yeah, I think that they want. It's obvious they, with the way that they designed the game, they want everybody to be able to enjoy it as much as possible. And that's why the specs are a little bit more reasonable. But also, I think the updates are going to be done in such a way that they don't want a runaway experience for people that have like a $10,000 machine and, you know, you've got the half of 1% that can actually enjoy the sim and the 99.5% are having a kind of a very average time. And I think that part of that also, of course, is the add-ons. They're going to want to... They're going to wait, want to make those add-ons as universal as possible so that as many people as possible are getting the maximum advantage out of the out of the simulator. At least that's my I mean, I think in a, by the time they have a big update, I feel like the people who just got into the sim because of the hype will probably like stop playing. And the people who like hooked, who actually want to really get into simming, will be left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Of course, you'll have players, and that's going to come up again with the Xbox release. Uh, but as Farrell kept saying, you can convert players. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think there's going to be a conversion. I think there's going to be people that don't realize they like it. I mean, I don't remember. I think the only reason why I liked it as a as a kid, as a teenager, was because I love the idea to travel, and I'm in this little Ohio town nobody ever leaves and you know you're there for 50 years and nobody ever goes anywhere and you see all this exotic stuff i love tennis so you're there the french open it's like oh god i would love to go to paris but nobody around me ever did things like that you know it was a really working class kind of area and those were things that were just really not part of our world so at first the flight simulator for me was and to a, to a degree now, it is still, I have to admit, a, a love of travel and a dream of seeing places that, you know, you probably wouldn't get to see normally. Yeah. But it has morphed into a love of actual aviation because I'm watching a ton of videos just on, on YouTube, on pilots and, and, you know, watching how they're doing their flights and not just where they're going. So... I think there'll be some Xboxers who are going to come at it. Oh, I'm going to fly over my house. But then suddenly they're going to discover how much they actually really love it. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe it's going to drive some extra pilots. You know, we have that pilot shortage. So, wow, look at those clouds to the right. Yeah, that's one of a tiny worry about because uh, that's like well, the I got a cool story about that, actually. Like, my buddy... He's never played flight simulators before, and he's always heard me talk about this game before he came out. And so oh. Oh, the week it came out, I had him over, and 
he knew nothing about Sims or had no interest in him. But within like two hours, I got him in a 152. He learned how to start it up. He learned how to fly a pattern. He learned what all the instruments did, mm-hmm. you know, and he started enjoying like to one person it's like oh you fly to a to b what's the fun in that but he got it he understood why people like it because it's the learning experience which is so rewarding exactly and look he's already better than i am and i've been doing it for 20 years (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing right it's it's not a it's not something you can understand when you explain it it's something that you really experience on your own seeing you know on the on the flight simulator twitch for example um each week you have the kanjurist uh, who streams you have uh wasteland radio who teaches and then you have the community flying with uh, tom and all these things kind of show to people uh through twitch you know that it's not just a point a to point b there's a lot of passion behind so and you can you can make it whatever you want i mean there's a lot of people that used to role play yeah. uh, in um in flight simulator just you know have some they give themselves something to do that's where the you know the missions and maybe a campaign or whatever is going to happen we've already got online economy you know on air and fs economy and things like that are already Probably. already begun yeah so but there's a lot of people who just role play oh i'm delivering medicine to a community in the mountains and they just you that's the beauty of it is you can make it whatever you want and no one way of doing it is any better than any other way and i think it's the thing adaptable. is with like with you know your average gamer they've grew up playing games which told them what to do so when you tell them you can do whatever you want that yeah. sense of imagination isn't really there you know what i mean it's not an easy thing it's like when sure. you used to play when you were a child and your mom would say go out and play and you would invent all kind yeah. of just your 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 brain. There you are standing in your your backyard. Now oh, I'm being chased by pirates and blah blah blah. It's it's like we've lost that imagination because literally we are told the parameters of everything. And literally when you when you force the parameters on somebody, I'm not saying that having parameters is a bad thing, but when it's forced on you, it limits your it stunts your imagination. Because mm-hmm. you can't go outside that box. Well, at the same time, it's like uh, artists, right? You can have freedom, but when you have too much freedom, it hinders your performance as well. Yeah, you can go uh, and I think, I think that's what we are having as a result when we fly, when we're looking somewhere to fly with the, with the map. You have so much choice that it's impossible to choose, yeah. right? Yeah. So at least we're until getting you, this openness in the simulator. Until you discipline yourself. Once you... See, we've never had this before. That's part of the problem is it's like we've lived in our backyard for how many how many years and now suddenly the entire world is to open. some degree looks pretty good and this is enough. We've never had the option. So it's it's our brain trying to get used to the idea that these things are now possible and you should expect them to be possible. So it's it'll take a little while to get used to it and then with all the add-ons and everything that's coming in it's like that world's going to keep expanding and refining and the details going to keep increasing so it's still going to take a while to get used to just how much is really happening that is something i still can't grasp like how far it can go there's a lot of things you can't really grasp yet um what at least would say the very least is 
even though you cannot grab any of that stuff, now there's at least great resources that you can get to help you. Um, and not just, you know, having the basic, uh, uh, basic, well, go here, go there, go there, like a list. Yeah. Some people have made those. You can see those on Reddit. They've made lists. They've made flight plans. They made big maps uh, full of locations where you can fly to. That's on Reddit. Uh, on, on the Discord, uh, I think there's a little less of that. Uh, even like the community like you know that, the other day like I, I actually got into one of these servers for the first time and we i flew around like three or four places i've never flown to unless i've been in the server yeah and if you if you go with people you know that's what i do sometimes i go oh, yeah. to the the multiplayer channels below and uh if i connect well with the people we'll just fly you know let's just enjoy this uh i've never made friends before. Yeah, i never did so i'll be this... back guys Okay, this is completely new for me. I have never done it before. Uh, this one, because for whatever reason, internet's not good enough, or the PC wasn't good enough. So literally, oh, this changing, so right? Much yeah, it's so much fun. It's like now I actually kind of, I kind of miss it now. Sometimes it is a little bit lonely still. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I wanna, I, I wanna fly with somebody, or at least now you can turn on all players, and at least I can see other people. Like, we've got so many people up ahead. It's like, wow. Yeah. Amazing. You know what else is really cool? I just experienced for the first time. Holding my view in the camera, I have literally just watched a cloud change its actual form, and one of them dissipated right before my eyes. That's 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 the beauty of it. It's, uh, it's like some of those screenshots that you could see... Uh... Well, no, there were like these little gifts that you could have on uh, on some of those updates on the website. Yeah. Um, they were absolutely gorgeous. Uh, over a span of 10 minutes, you could see a whole cloud yeah. roll. Uh, and sadly, that's stuff that we don't really see often because it's, uh, well, actually, you can see, uh, even on my stream, you can see the clouds go through right <laughs> below my plane. They're starting to attack the mountain. Uh, so maybe yeah. it's an invasion. Uh, but we tend not to see that so much because as we fly, we pass through those clouds. So we don't really have that vision. But in but, the distance, like if you look out ahead of you, you can kind of see them changing on their own. And it's just at first it catches your eye like, wait a minute, is that scenery popping in? And you're like, no, dude, that is the cloud is changing its shape in front of your face. It's like. And not know. just the clouds. Uh, if you remember the flight that we did in New Zealand, uh, we were a little group, right? It was me, you, uh, oh, yeah. Wastelander Radio, and I think there was someone else. Maybe it was a group of three or four. There, there were a few people other uh, than him that joined us afterwards. Um, but we were in New Zealand, and we had really bad weather. Um, we could not go above six, 7,000 oh, yeah. feet. Uh, I think. It kept ice. Yeah, we had a lot of ice. But one thing that I really enjoyed was just spawning in at a gate and having a basic you your engines off and just listen oh because yeah the environment yeah exactly the environment yep. is something that i was able to to enjoy a few times and every time i was actually amazed and i would just leave it on yep. it's like some of these things sometimes people study with music some of them with music with lyrics uh popular yep. music others go with more relaxed uh soundtracks uh or, or even video game music um some people might enjoy actually just spawning into a plane and uh, doing their work i do it all the time, time. yeah 
yeah, I have ambient sounds that I sleep to, that I work to. And literally, I went to Fiji on a test, again, searching for those airstrips to get me across where I wanted to go. And yeah. there was one called Malolo on one yeah. of the Fijian islands. And it was such a nice little kind of grassy landing strip. And when I stopped, just the sound of the ocean and there was wind and there was through the trees and the grass. And I'm like, this is, it's unbelievable. Literally. And just like I'm looking down now and I'm watching clouds change shape, dissipate. The way that they hug the trees, like in the valleys and stuff, is yeah. It's so realistic looking. Actually, because you're looking through spots to to have uh this environment um with the sound, what's your favorite spot? Do you have one? Hmm. Not yet. What I think it'll become is it will be that flight from roughly Vancouver, north to the Alaska Panhandle. That flight is absolutely beautiful. I've been there in real life. In, oh, the, um, the one where I joined you uh, just before you left? Was yes, that was, it was one of those. I think you also joined me in the Hope Trans-Canada, that area it, as it well. It would have been that one. Yeah, especially yep. think of it like a small airport in a, in a valley, and then you have all those yes. mountains on each side, and you yep. have a little lake That's in front hope. of you. Yeah, that's yeah. hope. And so, it was the sound is that's amazing. beautiful. Oh yeah, the, the the river because the river sounds different than the ocean and the and the river sounds different than the lake. It's got a slight different effect and you hear birds. And if it's if it's raining, you hear the rain. If it's a bad, if it's stormy, you hear the wind and the rain. You know what I haven't done is I haven't gone somewhere and sat in a snowstorm and just listened to what the uh, snowstorm sounds snow like. I haven't storm. done that yet. Uh, I haven't flown enough I with did the it snow once on an island in the middle of nowhere where you you wanted to see what the scenery was like and how all of that handled. And by accident, or I don't know if it was by accident or not, I put snow on and it was an absolute blizzard. <laughs> I couldn't see anything <laughs> through, oh, uh, which was actually amazing because uh, I remember... See, if you're flying... Was if you're flying that sex. out of glass cockpit, then it's really scary. You can't because you, yeah, you can't. Basically, you're you have to be at least. I mean, you yeah. you become IMC at this point. Oh yeah. You can't go visual. I mean, you have to go instrument. Right, instrument. Right, and it's a good test because all the time I would always basically fly visual because I wasn't so great on the instruments. And when we did that flight in New Zealand, that literally was the first. What was that? Two hours long that we did an hour and something for sure. And that's the longest I was ever in nonstop IMC and, and, and really didn't lose my, my bearings. I mean, of course the synthetic vision makes all the difference in the world. I don't know what I would have done if I would have been analog, except yeah. sit there and scan my, it's kind of like the John Kennedy Jr. Scenario where that accident just left me totally perplexed as to how you could be sitting there. Granted, he was in a kind of IMC. It wasn't so much the weather, although it was hazy. It was the nightfall approaching. And he literally just wasn't keeping track of his gauges. He wasn't noticing that you're in a long, slow right turn that's descending. And then it went on for a while. It took him a while to hit the ocean. I think it was like at 5,800 feet or something. And it wasn't a nosedive, not until close to the end. And I 
I thought of that. I'm like, wow, this is like, this I can't see a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder what that would have been like if I would have done, if we would have tried to do that with gauges. Now, granted, there were mountains there. So obviously can't do it. But if you were out over the ocean, just as a test, fly out over the ocean into IMC and make your way back and safely land, that's, even in the sim, it's kind of scary, especially if you're not used to it. So, well, you I know, think it, for once, the, the weather engine really has improved. We're looking oh, yeah. at a really different thing. I mean, just looking at those clouds, and for those looking through the stream, I am at ultra on the clouds, but the rest is usually around medium due to my, my card, my GPU. Um, but overall, those clouds are damn amazing. Um, that's the one thing I will not compromise on. No. And, and that's just because I've been flying FSX for so long before that this for me makes everything worthwhile. Um, especially when I do A320 flights uh, with some people. You know, we just fly and we tend to have high cruising altitudes. We reach sometimes a limit of 41,000 feet. Um, or should I say flight level 410. And uh, we tend to... Uh, to just enjoy the clouds and, and yes just... that's why i want the water it's like i'm willing to take a performance hit in order to have that really nice water because i spend so much time over the water that um it's important for me that it looks as good as possible so just like you with the clouds you're you're forty one thousand feet you know yeah. it's important you're surrounded by them so your experience uh, a great chunk of your experience is going to be spent with this view, so why not make that view? You know what I have to stop doing? I cannot stop reaching for the hat switch in order to look around sometimes. It's my brain trying to get used to... I can't imagine with VR, because I'm sure eventually I'm going to cave in and get it, because if I can get over the nausea, but I just catch myself reaching for the hat switch, and my brain's like, just look left. You don't need it. So I'm having that learning curve still. Of getting used to not just the sim but the actual interaction with the sim and it's fun because the things that we have are so much better than the old days the struggles of the old days that well the struggle is pretty much over because <laughs> exactly. we were talking about how uh well we were willing to compromise performance for certain uh specific aspects of the sim water clouds yep. or even sometimes geometry uh the texture yep. quality for some people um and how we couldn't have that technology beforehand because we just didn't have the performance and at the same time that the simulator is always one step ahead performance wise compared to the hardware we now have a new generation of gpus we have yep. the the rtx 3090 3080 and 3070 which are coming out so that's going to be a very interesting uh, thing to look for, especially um, on the, uh, I mean, once we go benchmarks, I don't know. There's no direct benchmark right now in the simulator, which is something that I would love to see uh, moving forward and hopefully without, uh, let's say, sponsor money from one of the big threes. Uh, so NVIDIA, Intel, or AMD. Uh, that way it can remain as neutral as possible. And yeah. this would allow us to compare, uh, have a proper number based on performance, or at least a set of metrics. Um, and this would allow us to see, you know, what different 
uh, graphics card have what performance. Uh, we're going to see some performance uh, increases probably because there's some uh, fixes that are coming up performance-wise in the next patch, uh, patch two coming within the next 10 days. Um, but knowing we're going to have so low prices, so the, the RTX 3070 is going to be 499 USD and the 3080 is going to be 699 uh, USD. And that's coming, the, the 3080 is coming on the 17th. Uh, so that's uh, pretty much a week from now. Um, and the 3070 is going to be coming up uh, mid-October. Uh, but that just tells us, you know, such low prices, uh, <clears throat> we're going to get more than uh, an RTX 20, uh, 2080 Ti. And that amount of performance, while not benchmarked yet, because those are just the, the official uh, sources... <laughs> Bless you. The data from uh, from uh, from Nvidia so far. That competition is going to be very interesting because we're seeing the price has been decreased pretty much due to two factors. Of course, everyone is going to say that well, AMD with its graphics cards are coming up, and if they want to remain competitive, uh, AMD will crush them down by bringing uh, performance up and prices down. That would be a way to push uh, AMD into the grave. If I was Nvidia, um, yeah. which we're going to talk about because it's very interesting. Uh, but the other aspect is also the consoles, which we are starting at least to get prices on uh, with the Xbox. We don't have anything yet uh, for the PlayStation, but that has yet to come. So we'll see on that. Uh, but if they're priced so low, it's just because you could buy a whole console for lower than that. <laughs> So, yeah. or at the same price, right? You can get uh, you can get the lower end Xbox, or you can get the higher end Xbox, the one with or without um, a CD reader. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, but yeah. if they threw that out there, it really says that even though you can get a lot more performance, there's there's a catch here. Why is it so low, right? And I think that's because AMD is also coming with a pretty big card that could potentially rival at least a 3080. Um, and from the rumors that we've seen, they'd have even uh, more VRAM to compete uh, on that aspect because 10 gigabytes of VRAM and you know 12 gigabytes, you're, you're starting to be looking around a bit. Uh, knowing the next generation of games is already eating up a lot of VRAM. Uh, so the 3080 has 10 gigabytes of VRAM and the 3070 has eight. Uh, for many cards, that's already l almost too little for a 4K gaming yeah. uh i mean i'm at 1080p um on a four gig card so it's doesn't really matter for 1080p but as you go up in resolution uh that vram usage also climbs really quickly so amd is mostly going to have its competition i think they're going to compete mostly with the the vram and uh, the pricing they're probably going to be a tad lower um and i think why right now we're going to have more competition from AMD is because we might actually be restricted on supply from the RTX 3070 and 3080. Uh, 3090, I'm kind of excluding here because uh, it is quite a heavy price of uh, 1500 US dollars. So I don't think everyone will just go and buy those. But um, because Samsung is going through its, uh, uh, for those cards, I don't think there's going to be that big of a supply yet. Which could mean that while they tried to push forward, and it seems like it was maybe a bit rushed uh, from NVIDIA to try and, and be first on there before the consoles, before AMD, 
um, they might have a bit of trouble to keep up with uh, with production. So that's why they try to really bring you in beforehand so you can pre-order or order and uh, and get you know everyone first before the others come in on the market, which is a pretty standard marketing strategy. If you really want to get everyone, we'll be the first on the market. Um, and we'll see. And are they going to keep going with this kind of the Super and the TI and all of these other variations of these cards? Do you think they're going to keep doing that? Or are they going to simplify it? What do you think they're going to do? Oh. Um, okay, so first of all, the let's explain the Super. The Super was just a response to AMD's GPUs last time. So they had the 2060, 2070, 2080, and then 2080 Ti afterwards. Uh, when AMD launched this card, the uh, the RX 5500, 5600, and 5700 XT, uh, AMD responded with a set of cards. So NVIDIA did the same. So they brought in the super cards. Um, one thing to note, though, was while the supers were mostly just bumping up a bit of performance just to be above uh, AMD, so NVIDIA could remain uh, with the performance crown, there was a big difference between the RTX 2060 and the 2060 Super. Um, and more than the 2070 to 2070 Super and a 2080 to 20 Super, but by maybe uh, three times increase compared. So the Delta between them. Uh, so that was a way for them to really push it up and say, hey, we, we got the best cards and they intended to keep it so. And AMD could not respond to that uh, apart from uh, some bandwidth that they were able to modify last minute, but that caused a bit of chaos. Uh, the TI, from what I remember, it means Titan, but it's not like the Titan version. So it's kind of a half Titan. So it's it's the higher tier of more of the consumer before you go into the prosumer, so the professional consumer, uh, where you get bigger uh, prices, of course, but also a lot more VRAM. Uh, so the TI is usually the top end. If you remember, the RTX 2080 Ti was uh, that amazing top end that people were buying. Uh, I don't think we're going to see a TI until maybe January or February, just because they're going to wait on AMD to drop their stuff first. And then they're going to bring a stronger 3080 Ti if they need to. Okay. There there have already been like information about the 3080 super or something like that because it it's uh, it would have like twice the vram and that's pretty much it but there are already information on upgraded cars that are on the like on the list to be available in the next year probably in like in the first half something yeah. like that so you can check it out okay there we go um, okay. Just like we've seen with uh, <laughs> with other flights, we now have a, a 747 who just joined oh, us. Oh, hey! So <laughs> yeah, it kind of scared the crap out. I just look out the window. Yeah, there's an I airliner right there. Zoom right past me. That was fun. Um, I think you're also referring to the the 3070 Ti that was also rumored uh, with more VRAM, uh, and that's yeah. probably to come after uh amd launches their card it's always uh you know who can end up with the best price to performance or you know depending on what consumers are looking for uh so i would say to people who really want absolute uh <clears throat> certainty in what they buy 
wait and see what happens. But if you just want to go with a card today, well, you can just go with today uh, with what's available in the market. Uh, but I'm going to say that's going to push down a lot of the used market. And uh, pushing down on the used market means that people who are still selling online their cards, their 2080 Ti's for 1200 bucks, uh, that's not going to happen anymore. That's going to drop a lot of cards by 100 200 maybe $300. So it's going to be the best time to buy a budget PC, uh, which is amazing because it's making it more affordable uh, for people to buy and build their own computer to fly yeah. in the simulator with us without having to break the, the bank. That's really what I think is uh, is great this time. So you're going to be able to get those cards for a lot cheaper. You can get the latest one. You can go for a used uh, GPU from previous generations uh, cheaper. And I think that's just great for the end consumer. That's what competition should always bring. Yeah. And at least we're at least we're having choices now. Yeah, and the more people that can take advantage of it, obviously the better. Well, yeah. The more people, yeah, the more people we can include. I, I, I want not one of those people that like, oh, look, I have a blah blah blah, and you and you don't. And it's so nice to just say, come on, everybody, come on board, everybody, have a nice, amazing experience. I want, uh, I want everybody to take part in it. I don't want exclusivity and all of that. The more people that can get the better hardware and the better experience in the sim, the better off I think it is for all of us. Because the more people that come in, the more money, the more attention, the more hype, the more competition, the more drive to try to compete or try to make things that make you stand out. And I, I, everything that makes it expand, I'm, I'm happy. As long as I can have my, as long as everybody can fly the way they want to fly and no one's forced to fly with or in a way that exactly they don't want to, it's fine. The kids want to come and fly 747, dive bomb into the tower on their, in their group or do whatever. Who am I to say no? I may not want to fly in it. Who knows? Maybe one day I want to, I want to laugh and see what it's like. But most of the time, I'm not going to want to. But I don't want to also say that, no, you can't, uh, you can't do it. We want more people, not less. We don't need to be snobs, right? <laughs> No well, snobbery. Yeah. There's there's no need to fight over. Oh, I have this card or that card, and I have this right. CPU, and you don't. Because really, don't, right? we've been able to unify a lot of the communities through this this new simulator, because of just how much more we've been able to get out of out of the same computer as before. For yep. some, there's been a lot of people who were just so hyped that they decided to upgrade, uh, I which did. I can totally <laughs> understand because this is a whole new generation. So might as well yep. make it up you know, all clean from zero. Um, but for a lot of people, you know, we were all scattered around between FSX, P3D, and X-Plane, and a lot have finally made the move. So we're all back together into one community. So I like the fact that it's unifying a lot of people. Uh, and of course, there's going to be some that are going to stick to just one, which is from before, or the new simulator, or we're going to have uh, <laughs> to share the disk space for, for both. Uh, depending on the amount of investment you made, for example, in, in an X-Plane or P3D, then you might not be interested in, in switching and entirely going back to zero, especially when you're used to your mods and everything being perfectly set oh, up. Yeah. So I can understand why some people are not willing to make the change right now. But I think within oh. the next three years, with the maturity that the simulator is going to get, the add-on development that's going to continue, oh, yeah. and we know from... Uh, from the next uh, sim event 
from Aerosoft. It takes around a year and a half to two years to really make a good payware aircraft, which Aerosoft is bringing their CRJ 700, 800, and 1000 series uh, back this time. So that's going to launch hopefully within the end of this year. Uh, but it's just a, it's not a promise. It's just a hope, as they said. So we are slowly getting paywares and freewares coming in. So once that really happens, then I think a lot of people who in the past have been uh, with Xplain and P3D because of all their add-ons and everything was perfect are going to have the opportunity then to have the same experience or hopefully close to uh, to the one that they're used to and they bought through add-ons yeah. uh, yes. and just enjoy it all together. Yeah, we just have to give it time. We've said it every week. I'll say it every week. As long as we do it, we have to give the same amount of patience that we gave some of the others that survived because some of them we didn't have the patience. Some of them maybe didn't deserve the patience. But imagine if they'd gone after X-Plane like they went after like Flight Sim World or whatever, although it's for different reasons. But obviously we need to be... And people properly respond at the flight sim world, right? At the end, it's not taking sides with a company. It's exactly. what's best for the consumer. And right. for and ourselves, it, it did right. not do any good. Nope. It did so, not. At least there was a good reaction. Um, yep. But again, it's, it's that's the thing. And the proof, well, kind of a proof about that point of unifying the community is uh, last week, seven days ago, um, the there was a post. Uh, on the uh, on the website, on the Flight Simulator website, which talked about how we had the 1 million pilots. So 1 million people oh, yeah. own the game, and uh, we're going in further. And that's only been, what, two, three weeks? We could say a month since this thing yeah. has been released. So yeah. it's been incredible, and I think that's even going to keep going up. And the more people start to join in on the flight or through the development side, the more that's going to climb. That's oh, going yeah. to be a pretty big one as well. <clears throat> With that Xbox release coming, there's going to be millions and millions of people. It's a big market. That are going to try it for the first time. Yeah, the 90 million that saw one of the, uh, the estimate, estimated number of Xbox users was 90 million. And I said, if you could get... 10% of them added on to whatever the PC is. Yeah, oh, you get yourself be... a big user base. Exactly. What remains to be seen expand... is how really how they're going to differentiate both between the computer and the and the Xbox. The Xbox is yeah. essentially a 2080 Ti um, with uh, I mean, you're looking at a probably a 37 or 3800X from uh from amd so it's it's pretty much i think it is no i think it's an eight core okay uh but it's you're essentially getting a pretty decent computer for the price and because it is the same almost the same things as a computer just with a more streamlined uh process and a lot more uh well we can say there, there's a lot of uh efficiencies that have been added to the simulator uh, FPGAs and and a lot of uh, work with the OS. We might actually get close to the same version from the simulator on PC and on Xbox, with the real major difference just being you're you're using a controller. But people are already using a controller anyways on a, yeah, for on the a PC. Drone. 
Yeah. So and they're also using it on the PC for the um for the camera. Yep. Exactly. So, so I think really we're we're not that far from having just something that works well with the Xbox that works about the same, which means there wouldn't be any difference in compatibility between add-ons for the computer and for the Xbox. Right. As a result, you could have very interesting uh, sets of add-ons where you don't have to say, oh, that's the Xbox version. Oh, that's the PC version. And that way the marketplace could act really well on, on that side. I yeah, am back. Yes. Very good. Will Xbox be able to perform well in this simulator? Because like the most powerful cards right now can only show like up to 40 FPS on Ultra. But do you need like here? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't need Ultra. But still, like, what? How good will uh, Xbox uh, version look? I mean, it's yeah, also kind of interesting. Yeah, um, I'd have to say one thing is that we can't exactly compare hardware from the PC and the Xbox because it's a custom system on a chip from AMD that has been both worked with Xbox, so Microsoft, and the PlayStation, so Sony. And as a result, there's a lot of extra chips that have been added um, as well as in the into the chip itself, like the the APU, which is essentially the GPU and the CPU all together in one die. Um, and so they've added a lot of things in there to, to make the process a lot, of, a lot more efficient uh, because that's a gaming center. So all you're going to have is gaming. As a result, they've streamlined a lot of the workflows for capturing data, sending it through the different systems and having an SSD that's really on top. That way, a lot of the bottlenecks that we would have as a general workflow computer, where you'd be able to do a lot more things than just game, um, would probably have, well, those bottlenecks would be more present. Uh, so there's a lot of optimization hardware-wise. There's also the optimization software-wise. As a result, I could not compare directly the APU from the consoles which are both different, by the way, between the Xbox and the PlayStation, and a traditional uh, 2080 Ti and, you know, a, a 3700X, for example. Uh, as a result, I cannot say much because we don't really have them on hand right now. I know that today there's been some reviews uh, from some people who have finally got their hands on an Xbox, um, but we still don't really know much. As a result, all yeah. I'd say is you might actually be able to get a 60 fps ultra experience if they really do their job really well and they can handle it at worst it's as usual on a console you might have settings that are tweaked like you don't necessarily need to render that far out therefore you can optimize that and so on at the same time i'd say by the time the game gets released on the xbox it'll be a bit of time for the developers to also get the PC version optimized a little more on the system. So that way you might actually get an FPS increase over time on your RTX 2080 Ti, and you would see the same on the console as a result. So I wouldn't be too surprised if at the end we can all game in a really good uh, 60 FPS with uh, essentially the same hardware. 
with of course the Xbox and the PlayStation. It's forty nine and fifty now, and it's perfect. There's nothing. Well, that's wrong. the thing. Every single thing is set on ultra. Mine is. This simulator has a way to make that even if you have low FPS, you're still good. And that VSync does a really good job. Yeah, I'm not gonna get tied up in that number because there's a lot of people that just they're they're fighting after a number and they're not look. You know, sometimes you need to look on the screen and think, does this need to be sixty? Because I don't know what. If mine was 60 now instead of 50, 51, I don't know. I don't know what else it can provide me. Everything is smooth. There's zero delay whatsoever. Everything is absolutely maxed out to the absolute limit on everything. I have ultra on everything, and I don't have any glitch, nothing. So I don't know what 60 would get me. That's why I try to steer myself away from the number thing because I'm more interested in the experience I'm having. Instead of like, oh, I need if I don't get 80, it's it's there's something wrong, and because in a lot of games that might be the case, and in flight simulation, if you're below like 30, you're having a you're, you're having a noticeably difficult time. But as long as it's looking and running smooth as can be, I I don't even turn the number on. I just turned it on now, just to see as we approach. To you, though. Even below 30, you're still getting a really good experience. Yeah, it's like 48, 47, You might feel 48. it a bit if you're below 30. Yeah, but yeah that's what I mean. If you, if you fall I'd, too low, you're going to notice. I'd say but, below 20 is when you start to become, okay, this is not as playable as I would like it to be. Not fun, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember back in the old days, what, 28? I'd be, st- <laughs> I'd be stuck on 28. But it wasn't only in some turns in like really dense... Obviously, you're in the city, it would drop even further, but it'd be these funny uh, oblique angled turns that you were making that um, could give me a, a problem. But in this so far, nothing, nothing at all. And that's what was, that was my hope when I, when I decided to try to choose the components for the uh, computer. I was trying to guesstimate what would be sufficient and what would be the budget and all that kind of stuff so i picked the 2080 ti because when they went to that global event in seattle a few of the youtubers reported that they saw yeah they saw that card inside so i was like you know what well it would make sense yeah gonna bite the bullet showing a demo and and that's something we talked about at the very beginning of the the podcast series at the very beginning we're talking about how in an alpha and a beta when you're going to choose people at first, you're always going to want people with a top end performance. So you don't end up on weird bottlenecks that you would not usually be expecting. As a result, yeah. if you only have 16 gigs of RAM, but those 16 gigs, even though they're not full, could cause an issue. Well, you don't want that to show up, for example, in a demo. <laughs> As a result, you'll want to have a top end system regardless of, of, of if it matters or not. And it was visible yeah. in the alpha. There's some people that were talking about how it was not using their GPU to 100%. They were not happy about it. Now, of course, these guys broke their, their NDA in that sense. So that was a yeah. little sad. But at least it, we were able to understand that the GPU was not fully utilized. They were not able to optimize their processes to the point where it was balanced. I mean, I'm running this on a six-year-old system like... So I have a 980 and a 4th gen Intel. 
and I'm getting on like high-ish settings. I'm getting around 25 FPS. And and how is that experience? Is is 25 running smooth? Is it a little choppy? Is it what is it like? So, for you? like if I'm flying around nature, it's great. No stutters at all. It's super smooth. You know, um, but when you're flying around high dense areas, it, like yeah. if photogra- like mainly photogrammetry areas, if the photogrammetry it'll, it'll like stutter for a sec just for the photogrammetry to load in, and then it's back to silky smooth again. Wow, that's awesome. Because you remember when we used to come to like New York and FSX, and it was just oh, <laughs> New York from... was not really a good place to to oh. go to in FSX. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Like I was flying around uh, San Francisco, and that that whole place is pretty much photogrammetry. So I was getting pretty decent uh, frames, you know. Uh, only very occasionally did you know it like dip down into the single digits just to load everything. Yeah, I can understand that because I'm on a, a GTX 970, so I'm just below mm-hmm. you on that. And um, yeah, it's. It would struggle a bit with uh, with things like the the clouds when you have a lot of them, but apart from that, it still does a really good job. Um, especially with uh, you have a fourth gen Intel, so that's mm-hmm. essentially the continuation of Sandy Bridge, which is the second gen. So it's a tiny upgrade from the second gen, which was the major. Uh, well, we call it the Sandy Bridge moment. It's the moment when Intel really had this amazing chip, great performance, great architecture. And so they pushed that forward until Skylake, which was much yeah, later, I mean, of course. But it's a so i7 it's a 4790K, mm-hmm. and it, the thing this thing is a trooper. I mean, it's oh yeah, this thing's been handling everything really I've been well. th- throwing at it, and I, I, I'm amazed that I'm able to handle this game on mostly high settings. Yeah. Oh, I can believe you. I can believe you. This CPU is really good. Uh, for, for the age, actually, we can talk more about how there's been very incremental upgrades since Sandy Bridge all the way up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, my RAM could be, like, I could have 32 instead of 16 gigs and have a higher megahertz than, like, 1600. I think that's, I mean, do you think that's why bottlenecks uh, is because of RAM? Uh, I mean, Intel is not as sensitive as to RAM speeds compared to AMD, for example, because AMD has their Infinity Fabric. So if you're able to synchronize the Infinity Fabric, which connects the the different components, uh, like the I/O die and then your chiplets inside, um, then if you time those, you have no time wasted. If they're desynchronized, like a two-three, then there would be this tiny wait time, and so that would be detrimental, uh, increasing latency. So that's why AMD would have, you know, higher uh, speeds really matter. Um, Intel, especially in the fourth gen, I would not say as much, but if you're going to spend money on upgrading the RAM, I'm guessing you could probably also find a bit of money to upgrade on the CPU, especially now. We've seen a lot of competition from AMD, so you can find a lot of great CPUs, for a really decent price, and motherboard prices have gone down even more. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I'm planning on completely, you know, I'm gonna get uh, the the new Ryzen 4000 series and the three 3000 Nvidia GPUs. So, yeah, 
Maybe just set. be careful that if you go with a 3090, <laughs> that you don't bottleneck your PCIe uh, lane. So make sure you get PCIe 4.0 if you go with a 3090. <laughs> Which a lot. Of Give me one sec, guys. Yeah. I also have a. The, I have the same one. I have a 47. 90k. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, that's a really yeah, decent uh, CPU. I was and I have on, a 1660 uh, Ti. Hey, that's good. I used to be on a 9-7-2600, and uh, that was good, uh, but it was choking a lot for the work that I do on my computer, so <laughs> I switched that yeah. with a Ryzen 3600, so that helped a lot. Um, yeah, I think mine's a little bit, it slows down the card a little bit, but not much. <clears throat> it's about the same, yeah, I think it's pretty balanced from, from what you have. Um, oh, I can see Bacon's already landing down there at the airport. He's yeah. So yeah, uh, uh, overall, the the CPUs from that time are still very good with um, with the 1600 cards and even the 1070. Uh, so these are good cards still. So these are really well paired together. If you go above, then yeah, it would become a bottleneck, for sure. Okay, there we go. Let's watch. Let's see who's around. Okay, we got uh, Drakna. We have File down there. Forkana and Zephyrus. Oh, and Bacon's back. Zephyrus mod's up there. Wait, I'm so... not sure who talked about this, or maybe Jace Two Cents, but he's talking about how the current gen AMD CPUs might bottleneck the new NVIDIA cards. That's oh, I remember seeing that video. That was very, that was a very ambiguous video. <laughs> he like, he like said everything he could possibly say. Like he said that the graphics cards might just, you know, run flawlessly without any bottlenecks. And then he said that Intel might bottleneck. And then he said that AMD might bottleneck. He said like everything. Well, you know, that's the thing when you have GPUs, when you don't have independent benchmarks for here in full yeah. speculation range and yeah in this he case, just was kind of all the data the that we really know is that even a 5700 xt from amd started to bottleneck the pcie 3.0 lane um 16x slot of course as a result it would make a bit of sense for people to start looking at pcie 4.0 for the next generation of gpus because if the latest high-end was starting to bottleneck it. The new high-end will, of course, bottleneck it. Wow, Bacon just spawned in an A320. <laughs> Coming in for a good landing, though, but... Uh, dang. That, that one really surprised me. <laughs> Nothing surprises me on multiplayer anymore. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for the hot air balloon, though. Somebody has to come out. Uh, that's going to come out. This <laughs> is just a matter of time. No, now listen, I, I've said it before, but imagine with as beautiful as the scenery is, and one of the, the big um, excursions you can take when you go to Hawaii or Alaska is to, you know, go see the landscape by, um, by hot air balloon. So in a way, if you stripped out the 400 knot aspect of it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, the beauty of could. the sim... Yeah, the beauty of the sim would uh, more than kind of justify, perhaps. Ah, uh, what is my plane doing, kids? 
Yeah, but you know it would just be a bunch of hot air balloons in slew mode. It would global be. people oh, here. God. Yes. <laughs> but but then again, if you don't download it, it just like, it looks like a normal plane. So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Man, Hawaii is a beautiful place to go to. Sure is. I think a lot of the main islands had the photogrammetry too. Yep, I think some had. Some others probably not. Like we saw, some of the the mountain sides did not really have that. You also asked, uh, is it possible to turn off the instruments in the like um, outside view? And it's actually possible. Uh, uh, you need to go to general camera and then uh, scroll all the way back to chase camera. And there would be instrument heads up display and you need to turn it off. Okay. I see. Okay. Oh, interesting. I'll take a look at that afterwards. Well, that concludes our little podcast and stream. Uh, I want to thank you guys for flying with us. That was a, a beautiful little flight through uh, the islands. So uh, thank you for joining with us on the flight and uh, talking with us on the podcast. We love to keep this a community thing. We'll be flying again next week, so feel free to join. We'll see you guys thank next you, week. A lot of fun, as usual. Thanks for joining us.